Christmas happens, that's what I'm gonna do. That's it. That's it. Just you just like it now forever. Yeah, I might just wear it in January. Yeah. February. I mean, time is an illusion, as uh, so we've figured out these past couple of uh, years. So, I mean, when is it not Christmas? Yes, these past couple of days. Uh-huh. Mm, exactly. <laughs> Longest days ever. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and it's a good start to the episode. Welcome, friends, to Tanked <laughs> Up, the podcast all about video games and beer. I'm going to be host, Ben. It's episode 295. I'm here with... Hello. Hey. And Lucy. Hello. And joining us to round our year out, it's Adam. Hello. How? Back again. Yeah, back again, absolutely. Who, how is everybody? Who is everyone? Were yeah. you going to say who is everyone? <laughs> no, I was going to say who. I was going to say who is good. And then I thought, it's, no, that doesn't really make sense. It's been a long day. <laughs> it, it is, in fact, nearing the end of 2021. Everything <laughs> can be forgiven. <laughs> Everything. I mean, there's Get a couple of people. Uh, yeah. There's a couple of people who are exempt from that, I guess. Yeah. For you, Ben, we'll, we'll let it slide. Thank you, thank you. I'm, I'm, it's very kind of you. Uh, let's open up some beers. I'm going to um, kick off uh, this week. I've got two beers from Good Chemistry. Uh, I went down to the tap room to pick up a big box of beers from them uh, yesterday to see me over um, probably for a few days rather than actually Christmas. <laughs> um, but I, I drink a couple of them tonight. Uh, I'm going to start off, uh, both of them, I, I haven't had either of them. I don't believe from my very swift Googling that we've drank any of them and it, that you haven't had them either at all on an episode. Uh, but the first one is Uncertainty Principle. It's a Weissen box, 6.5%. Mm. Uh, big old orange can, a lot more orange than you can see on the screen. Um, but the flavour text... Is this German-style strong wheat beer is packed with flavours of banana, toffee, and booze. Deliciously rich as the nights draw in. Um, as good chemistry do, they have their sort of percentages on the front, and they let me know that it is 32% hoppiness, 78% maltiness, 20% bitterness, and 68% sweetness. So I am going to crack that one open first. Uh, we'll roll around in the circle. Adol, we'll come to you next. Me! Uh, I... Uh cracked into my Christmas presents from my housemates early. Amazing. Because um, I saw a bo- bottle-shaped thing. <laughs> so this 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 bottle is uh, courtesy of Carrie. Uh, she's from Wales, and it's from Untapped, which is in Monmouthshire. Uh, and it is the Diolock. Diolock? I'm saying it wrong. D- D-I-O-L-C-H. Uh, yeah, it's an aromatic aromatic citra pale ale. It's four point four percent, and it comes in a suitable for vegans two point two unit bottle. Perfect. Crack it open. Crack it open. Lucy, what are you drinking today? Mm. Uh, I'm drinking a beer from Amundsen, Ooh. and I don't know how I bought this, but I did. Um, Okay. Maybe I was under the influence when I bought it, you know. With money? But, um, <laughs> hopefully. For a song. Is, just, you know, it, a little dance. It is a triple-fruited blueberry muffin stack sour, which... That's a, lot of, that's a lot of things. Yeah. Blueberry muffins, which... I haven't had a muffin in God knows how long. Um, it's 6%. Uh... It's a monster, so that's probably why I bought it. I was just like, 
adding things to the cart, and this 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 got put in because yep. it said a Munson. So muffins, um, <laughs> <laughs> nice bottle shaped muffins, and uh, it, it's a collab with Sudden Death Brewing. Maybe that's why. Okay, I like Sudden hmm. Death as well. Who knows? It's a great uh, Van Damme film. Yes, as a lot of Van Damme films were. Um, yeah, were. Were is definitely the word there. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, I bought that. And nice. I'm going to drink it now. Perfect. Uh, Adam, we'll roll round to you. Have you got a, a drink of choice this evening? Uh, just my classic Pepsi, as you nice. <laughs> Classic. I always thought Coca Cola was the classic one. Pepsi's better. We've had this discussion. Um, yeah. We, yeah, we have. <laughs> I mean, I agree, but at the same time, there makes no difference, really, does it? <laughs> it does, because if you want a Coca-Cola, I suppose you could get a Pepsi and then put it under a radiator for four hours and then, you know, drink it like that. <laughs> mm, it tastes like Coca-Cola. Yummy. It's yeah. You know, you're really not selling me on this, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, maybe don't I'll, do that. I think I'll just stick to having this. <laughs> mm, mm, that's fair, that's fair. Well, we'll come back around then to the beers. Um, this uncertainty principle smells lovely. It's incredibly sweet. And that just the banana comes off that nose massively. It's sort of this lovely sort of bronzy colour. A little bit mm. a little bit of a brown tint to it rather than sort of a yellowy orangey. But it's sort of almost, almost amber rather than sort of bronzy uh, on my side, rather than sort of what you see on the screen. A little bit ahead when it poured, but that dissipated really quickly. Mmm. Well, that's incredibly malty. I know that is mm. the top sort of percentage in, in what they put on their um, can, but that is really, really malty. And it's, it is lots of banana. It's really bready as well. With a, and I think that slight sweetness, there is that toffee in there, but that kind of almost takes a bit of a back seat. It's it's like banana bread almost as a mm. beer, um, sort of just that that little sort of lift of sweetness as well with the toffee. That's really nice. It's quite it's quite thin, a little bit carbonated as well, and you do just have that touch of spice with it as well so whatever sort of esters are, are, are going on in here or whether you know what's happening to make that kind of banana-y sort of flavor it's also giving off just a little bit of peppery um a peppery hit as well kind of towards the end as that carbonation starts to you know go away that that pepperiness just just comes in very slightly and sits almost alongside that toffee sweetness very nicely it's a really short finish though it's almost gone it's the, the the pepperiness is the thing that kind of lasts which again is then drying me out making me want to go back in for more mm. Mm. been a while since we've had a weizenbock yeah it's, it's been ages mm. since i've had one um, yeah, it's just since I've seen one. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, 6.5% that one was. It does say it's it's boozy as well, and I think that some of that does come through with that pepperiness, with that sort of sweetness 
from the toffee as well. That does that does come across. So oh, that's going to go back incredibly quickly. So I will swiftly move on, Adol, um, mm. to you for the. Was it a brewery called Untapped? It's called Untapped Brewing. Mm. It's In got Raglan. an e between the P and the. Yeah, it's an e, untapped. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, I also missed the um, flavor text, which I think is worth saying, which is just a special beer for special people. A heartfelt thank you to all our customers who have been so supportive of us during this trying year. Organic malted barley and a pure citra hop bill combined to make a satisfying and fresh pale ale. Yeah, they've been Raglan since 2013. Okay. Yeah. You to me. Um, yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah, me too. Uh, it is clear as heck. You can see mm. my eye through it rather mm. creepily. Um <laughs> Nice straw gold color. Um, poured with about one and a half times as much head. And then I topped it off um, from the bottle. Mm-hmm. Um, lovely, slightly appley notes. Like a sweet apple with obviously a bit of citrus. Um, but yeah, um, almost smells cider-esque, I would say. Interesting. It does look like a cider as well. Right, yeah. Mm. <laughs> True. Maybe if it was a bit more carbonated. Yes. Um, oh. Cider. But it's not a cider. It is. Okay. I think they said satisfying in the in the flavor text. Mm-hmm. Is it satisfying? It is. It's really clean. I mean, not surprising given how clear it is, but just a, a lovely hit of citra, right? Um, mm-hmm. You're getting all the citra notes. It's really clean. Uh, it's the type of beer where you're like, ah, oh, yes, it's a little sweet. Mm. Oh, this is nice. It's a nice beery taste. And some citrus notes. And then it ends with this really bittering finish. This is a one-hop beer that is like, nah, nah, don't worry about it. I'm going to finish bitter, which is exactly what I want. I've been missing. Last few weeks, I've had these quite light, nuanced, more delicate um, beers that also have sort of that delicacy in the finish, and this is much more. Ah, yes, this is a very hopped beer that is no shame in finishing with a nice bitter taste. And again, because it's citra, it's not like the bitter citra finish is like in your face. It's not harsh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a really nice juxtaposition of um, that clean, slightly sweet foretaste, and then by the finish, you're like, ah, yes, I'm gonna relax into. Um, yeah, there's just bitterness, um, this lingering bitterness that means you don't have to go reach for it. It's going to give you, keep you that beery taste with you. And like I said, that slightly appley sweetness is there, sort of even to the finish, mm. which helps helps balance things out. I mean, now that my palate is uh, used to it, um, it's not as like, oh yeah, this is bitter because I've got because uh, uh, also the finish just stays through sips. Like I'm not ever, it's not really fading that much between sips, so mm-hmm. it's just kind of this nice constant. I I had a Korean pale ale earlier today at dinner, and it uh, this is it was you know very clean and had finished mm-hmm. much much lighter as as you you would expect from an Asian beer. It's not this is like a I uh, you know, don't worry, there are hops, and the hops are mm. here to stay. Um, yeah, it's really excellent. It's nice. Good. Nice. Untapped. Yeah, untapped. What Look them up on untapped. To remember. <laughs> we don't see many 
Welsh, Welsh beers. Mm. Outside of, you know, us drinking a lot of Polly's. And, yeah, then there's sort of the standard names, which you know, seem to have dropped off a little bit in the in the past couple of years, like Tiny Rebel, because they... I don't know why. I suppose they, they did sort of scale up quite significantly. Maybe that sort of affected quality, but I don't think any of us really pick them up uh, anymore. Um, there was another one. Oh. They, they were called something like... They weren't called Oatly. Obviously, that's oat milk, but, you know, a brand of oat milk. But there was, there was another one with, with a big O on the um, on the bottle which were around um when we first started recording i remember having a couple of their beers sort of in the early days of the podcast we're talking sort of five six years ago Um, but i haven't Mm. seen them for years so yeah it's always interesting to find nice beers from just over the bridge to uh yeah to be able to bring back here perfect they make good beer over there Mm, they do oh it's oakley oakley like the sunglasses no, but it's O'Kelly, like O A K E L E Y. Yes, that's what. Yes, O A K L E Y. Yep. Yeah. Are they still Oakley. around? Uh, they're on the Brewery Bible slash Post slash Wales dash Breweries, so they must be because that website must never be out of date. I couldn't imagine that being the case. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? There's no way to to find out past you know that one website. So we'll never nope. know. But Lucy. We'll come to you for the uh, Admonson collab. Yeah. Mine looks like, uh, you know, if you have like, uh, yeah, I'd say probably like 80 slasher films when they were, you know, when they were making blood, but it looked, it was before people learned how to make blood look realistic. Oh, like, and it was like goopy and pink. Mm-hmm. Like um, corn syrup and, and red food. Red yeah. Food oh, oh, wow. Yeah. 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 That's that's what mine looks and pours like. Um, very very gloopy, uh, very pink. It looks like a creek, um, mm. but like a cherry creek. But yeah, it, it <laughs> looks like something out of the thing, which is which I'm deeming as a Christmas movie. <laughs> um, There's snow. It's Christmas. It's fine. Yeah. yeah, what a great film. I love that film. Um. Yeah, you can you can smell like the the muffin. <laughs> mm. It does smell like a blueberry muffin. They they they, they fit that bill. Um. It's got a slightly sweet um, I guess like brown sugary kind of nose to it. But yeah, it's got this uh slightly bready um, slightly Moorish kind of scent to it. I don't know how they've achieved that. But yeah, it's ridiculous how much this smells like a blueberry muffin. Mm. It's quite astonishing, really. They do, they just do magic over it, you know, in a, at a month. And, like all the uh, all the stouts that they do that have all these different, like, oh yeah, this is Oreo cookie and stuff like that, and it smells like an Oreo cookie, and it's just uh, it boggles my mind how they yeah, how they yeah. do it. They, they're just scientists and wizards over there but yeah it still looks nice you know like it's got nice lacing on the glass mm-hmm. and it does look a bit milkshakey but it looks nice mm. and so hopefully when you say it pours sort of a bit gloopy it's not sort of like that to drink no it's not heavy at all mm. um 6% so you know it's probably on the Heavier side for like a sour, yeah. Usually, yeah. but um, 
yeah, it's it, it's got it's got a bit of creaminess, a bit of thickness to it, but it's not it, it's not as dense as it looks as it pours in the glass. It's it's actually quite light. It's lighter than I would have thought. Hmm. Yeah, it's really easy, really smooth. Um, it's not too sour. Um, there's a little bit of sourness. But really, you're getting more of the, more of the fruit. You're getting more of that blueberry, and um, it's not like a, well, blueberries are not that tart. It's not like a tart cherry. It's it's, it's very much more of a, slightly sweet, um, you know, very. It's almost watermelony because because I'm getting that lightness and I'm getting that, not thinness, but it's like, almost a watery quality where it's um where it's not too heavy and it's just oh yeah that you're getting the fruit you're getting a tiny bit of sourness but n- none of these things are like overwhelming and just making mm-hmm. for like a bad mouthfeel or bad drinking experience it's it's really well balanced in that in that sense um as i say if you're looking for a sour something that's going to be very tart and puckering this is not it mm. but i think you know it would be to its detriment if it did those things, you know, to to the extent where it's like, okay, I'm gonna get a sour. It's gonna gonna like draw my facing, like like uh, on the Simpsons in Lemon of Troy when he just eats the lemon and his face just hmm. folds into itself. It's not that at all. It's it's actually quite easy. Um, and having drank a little bit of it i think i'm getting that six percent there's a little bit of booziness Mm -hmm. as well um that creeps in very slowly but but yeah it's nice as i say it's it's not the flavor that i particularly go for i think what i'm most impressed about this is the fact that they actually made it smell like a blueberry muffin yeah um that's incredible and that's that's worth the price of admission if you (laughs) just want to sniff a blueberry muffin that isn't you know, stale from Tesco um, or anything like that. But yeah, it smells like freshly cooked <laughs> pastry or bread or something. It's, it, it's really nice. Um, but yeah, it's it's good. It's uh, uh, If a Munson do anything, it's they give you what it says on the tin. It's blueberry Absolutely. muffin. There's mm-hmm. no smoke and mirrors. It, you know, it smells like a blueberry muffin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it tastes, tastes a little bit like one. Nice. I guess there's nice. a bit of maltiness, a bit of creaminess to it, so yeah. Mm-hmm. Good. 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 Uh, let's enjoy these then and chat about some video games, what we've been playing, anything in the industry that we want to talk about this week. Uh, Adam, we would normally kind of launch in first with uh, with you as the guest, but you have prepared for us a little top ten uh, for oh, the yeah. year. A little top ten, but which we're going to get to, uh, I think, uh, in the second half of the episode. But we'll 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 come to you. See what what we've been up to. What we've been playing. What we've been doing mm. since you last came on. You know, like twenty minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good question. What have I been doing since? I was, what did I last talk about when I was on here? <laughs> Chivalry <laughs> two. Because then Lucy came on like a week later because she missed that episode and then talked about Chivalry two. <laughs> so please continue to talk about Chivalry <laughs> two too. I've been having connection issues. Oh, I don't know why. Wow. Like, and you cannot right play game. that game. <laughs> or like within, with other people. Uh, Chivalry 
to and other people. Um, it's just <laughs> that's my life, you know. Only uh, one of them is new. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've been having connection issues, so um, I haven't played as much. Plus, there's a new hot game that's been taking over my life recently, which oh. I'll, I'll speak about later. But yeah, Before too. So you've Adam, been enjoying it then? <laughs> I have, I have. I, I've enjoyed the the, the absolute bedlam. Uh, I'm just <laughs> just running into a group of like my favourite parts of that game is when you're like I can't remember which map it is or something like that. When when there's basically this bridge and it's just a narrow choke point and yeah. it's just everyone just in the middle just hacking at each yeah. other. <laughs> And, it, I and it's just yeah. The, the map design's pretty good for that. There's, there is some open areas yeah. as well, but mm-hmm. you do have a good kind of flow to them where they do funnel you all into kind of yeah, like like yeah, bridges or gateways or whatever, and you do end out just in the. But we have to get through, so <laughs> let's all yeah. just go for it yeah. and see what happens. <laughs> and eventually, someone will make it. Yeah. <laughs> and usually, the first person through ends up getting an arrow in the face or something. But you know. <laughs> Eventually, someone gets through. You know, uh, no, it is great fun because it is just chaotic and mad. Mm-hmm. You could yeah. be in the middle of a great deal with someone, and then watch as <laughs> someone runs up behind them with a box and just smacks them with it. <laughs> yeah. It seems or it's, yeah, it's the much more version is when it's you that gets smacked by a box. Yeah. Like, oh, I was That's in the middle of a good time. I was just about yeah. to get him too, and then. Uh, mm-hmm. It definitely feels like it's 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 much more akin to the sort of the battle scenes that we see in more modern sort of fantasy settings, stuff like Game of Thrones, which was you know more gory and everyone was just getting absolutely battered, and yeah, kind of the heroes and stuff you know are a little bit better, and but they still get sort of injured and stuff. And when people are assaulting a city or something, it is just carnage at a gate. I'm Legolas fighting off everybody, you know? <laughs> and Gimli, that's who I am. I'm yeah. the best Chivalry 2 player. I'm counting you, the numbers. But <laughs> even Legolas isn't immune to getting an axe in the back. It's just how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> it's, if you can hit them with it, they'll still die. <laughs> would have been a very yeah. different film and it would have well, ended yeah. uh, Orlando Bloom's career. Prematurely, uh, <laughs> it should have been. So yeah, yeah I mean, has he done anything? Pirates. Yep. Pirates of since, the Caribbean. Yeah, since his franchise. I think he day. went back onto like Broadway or something like that. Ah, yes. One of the, like the no theatre. He's not a great actor, but he tries. Bless him. <laughs> That's all he can ask for. Uh, I'm it? sure he's weeping into his millions. So oh, I tried so hard. <laughs> yeah. No one <laughs> loves me. <laughs> <laughs> What else have you been playing, Adam? What else have you been up to? Uh, well, the other recent thing that's came out has been Forza Horizon 5. Oh, yeah. Hey. That I've been playing. It's also in my top 10 list for later. Yeah. Oh, uh, good. Because uh, we didn't really talk that much about it last. Uh, we won't be talking much about it next week. <laughs> <laughs> I try and play that, but every time I do, um, this is why I'm glad for Quick Resume on the Xbox. Because mm-hmm. if any point I'm put in the menu, I just leave it hanging on the menu with that really nice song. That very nice <laughs> I'm in holiday in Mexico song. Yeah. Um, that's on the title yeah. screen and just like 
Yeah, I'm not playing this anymore. I'm just gonna chill out now. Uh, I'm surprised to hear that because your drive avatar is the bane of my existence. Good. <laughs> <laughs> Every time there you are, and your stupid wee Mini Cooper getting in my way. <laughs> Trust me. Uh, this oh, is dear. what I don't like about drive avatars because <laughs> never in my life would I ever drive a Mini Cooper, yeah. <laughs> even in a game. In a game. I mean, take it in up real with life. Uh, playground. They're the ones that set this up, but but that's what it would be. It'd be doing uh, like uh, the some of the kind of cross country ones, like the green, yeah. green labeled ones. Where I can hate know, the green ones. I'm so bad. Yeah. At them. <laughs> the, there's a bit of tarmac. There's a bit of dirt, and just across the country, just whatever courses. And there you would be, either first or second. <laughs> And your Mini Cooper getting in my fucking way. <laughs> and I've been doing my nut. <laughs> Particularly so I just get past you and then you just crash into me at the next corner. I, I was mean, like, ah, fucking... I mean, that does sound like Yeah, that is absolutely how I like Proper it. arcade racing. Just bounce yeah. off yeah. the yeah. other people around the corners. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not that's, following that's how you... green lines in the time. I mean, that's the only if way you win. it's not red all the time, then you're yeah. not driving properly. <laughs> I live my life a quarter mile at a time. Yeah. <laughs> I love that expression because it doesn't mean anything. Because, like, yeah, <laughs> then another quarter mile comes, so you also live a, a, your life half a mile at a time. It, like, Look, Vin Diesel does what he wants to do, man. Yeah, I mean, now that. now he wouldn't even say that. He'd just be like, I live my life a quarter family at a time. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's the whole family. Because there's only a quarter of a left. Yeah, Yeah, true. COVID. Don't don't be playing the driving anymore. Just playing COVID. That's probably. I mean, (laughs) yes. I'm so into family. I've never told you about my convenient brother, who is an assassin (laughs) man or something. Did that one come out yet? It's it's been out and yeah, done and dusted. No, I, I still haven't seen for nine. Is there? Is there ever been Lucy? Nine. How many? Yeah. Uh, technically, a, there are ten because the there was the spin-off with um, the Jason, Jason Statham. And, mm. yeah, oh, I right. saw that one. I don't want to see that one. Yeah, but, they're um, on the list. Or if you count the one... Justin Lee backdoor <laughs> Asian <laughs> game. Uh, what was that movie called? I can't remember. It doesn't matter. I don't know. There's like 407 so there's Fast 10 and Furious there. things. What? Well, there's, there's, 10. there's ten, but nine in the main canon. And a secret... One of the the main directors uh, since main five insists films. one of his previous movies is in it because it Han starred in the previous movie, so technically it must be in the canon. Hey. Yeah, I don't think that's how that works. <laughs> I know too much about the Fast and Furious franchise. <laughs> well, do you know less than I do, which is even sadder. <laughs> Lucy, as a as a Forza Forza Horizon mm. kind of player who's played multiple versions of this. Has there ever been a Fast and Furious crossover? Yeah. It has. Okay. In, in, was it three? three? I think it was the one in Australia? Downward. I do remember that. So, yeah. Okay. Never it's definitely it, but I remember it being a thing. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I'm sure that's the same. Thing. It was alright, yeah. I played the it, same yeah. year they did Hot Wheels or something as well. I think it was before the Hot Wheels. It, just, it was it two. It was Forza Horizon yeah. 2 presents Fast and Furious. Because mm. it, it does yeah. seem like oh, Mexico would be the right place for that, doesn't it? Like Mexico oh, wait, would no. be the right place to bring, fight, kind of like you know, Fast and Furious sort of into stuff. But um, you'd Forza expect Horizon with Australia, it would be Mad Max, wouldn't you? But... Presents Fast and Furious is a standalone game. 
Oh. Yeah, it is. It is. Oh. A, it, it was DL. It was standalone DLC basically. Oh, you yeah. You don't. You didn't have to own the main game to play right. it, and it was okay. It was probably about what, two maximum three hours worth of content. It was good. I mean, the game Forts is good, and it's like yeah. okay, I'm just driving Dominic Toretto's car, so that's pretty cool as well. So yeah, yeah, that is one of the things that struck me. I played uh, Forza Horizon One quite a lot. And then I haven't really played any of the others since, uh, you know, going to the PS4 and all that. And then yeah. I've been playing Forza Horizon 5 because I can finally play them on PC, isn't it? Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, game Pass. It, it, yeah. Oh, exactly. The ge- game Pass for the win, as usual. <laughs> uh, and apart from the fact that it looks fucking incredible, is like the driving in the game just is brilliant. Like, yeah. The, you know they they do so such a good job of making all the cars feel different. Yeah, and, and the tuning to, too. Yeah, and to be able to control them on the different surface types and all that, it makes rally driving incredibly fun. And that's something that games about rally driving struggle to do <laughs> <laughs> quite often. And they have it absolutely nailed. So yeah, definitely recommend that if you haven't tried it, mm. if you can. Because the last. Rally game I played was that Colin McRae. McRae's. Colin McRae's. One or something like yeah. that. Whose gear is this anyway? That was genuinely fun, but you know, as we were all games. Yeah. Then, but... What's the, the big one? I, I, I tried one of the the dirt. Yes, dirt. Oh yeah, dirt. That's the series. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because they came out. They had that on PS Plus one year. I can't remember which one it was. Uh, a couple of years ago, and I tried that, and it's just. Miserable. <laughs> uh, I just couldn't enjoy it at all, and you're like, yeah, this, this should be great fun, and it really just wasn't. Uh, right. Which is unfortunate. Whereas. Unfortunate, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I, t- I took to it straight away in Forza Horizon 5. I'm just going to breeze past that. <laughs> uh, just splash through the river, away we go. <laughs> Clean ourselves off. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I, th- I think there was a massive, you know, dearth of, you know, racing games that were actually fun. You know, yeah, I mean, like Need for Speed lost its away. way. Need for Speed lost its way. Gran Turismo comes out once every Haley's comet. Years, and, yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. I was never a GT like same with like like regular Forza. Like I don't like driving simulator games. Mm. I like arcadey games. Mm-hmm. And Horizon is really what I like about it is like you can make it more simulatory, but also no, you could you just don't have to. Yeah, yeah. I'm does... fine with with playing. A, I'm like I don't remember the two difficulty levels I bounced between, but it's basically like you've got first up your level, sure, and then then I play the freaking green cross-country races and they're like you've lost all your races recently so you want to drop it down and then i drop it down but then i make the mistake of switching to a different race type and it's like yeah. oh you've won all your races again it's like all right i need to but i refuse i just like i'll let the game decide i'm because i don't need first and everything and so it's fine but like i've got a very tuned delorean which is great at street racing and circuit racing yeah and it's very bad at um dirt but i've got a i've got the four Hoonigan, um, Ford Escort or whatever it is. 
the hooligan spec rally thing and it's like ah, i've not i don't even even tried to tune it Uh, It, it, like works really well in the orange races for whatever difficulty i have to be on i'm usually close to the top four or five that's fine for me Mm. yeah Yeah. they they give you plenty of options for tuning everything to that level because again that's one of the things that was always good about wars of motorsport like for all it was very simulation heavy you know, because that, that was the point. Yeah. You did have a lot of options to tune it so that the difficulty suited you to a good degree. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and that carries over into Horizon pretty well because yeah, mm-hmm. it's what what you want is for it to be a challenge, but still to win. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's sort of the idea. You want to be screaming past them at the last corner to take the to take the win. Or just like fighting for that spot, like yeah. oh they're like hitting back on the stick to look behind you and be like oh he's he's been on my ass the whole time. Yeah, Versus exactly. the races where you're like ah, I'm, I, could, I can't I even see. Read a book. Yeah. yeah. Or you're lapping them in a three lap race. That's <laughs> 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 isn't doing it for me <laughs> anymore. And then and then you can just have fun with the cars, like with the yeah. tuning and stuff. And I had the the an Audi the Audi Quattro, like the original one. Mm-hmm. That you can you can buy in the game, and I, you know, you do the the engine conversion and stuff like that. I took it to like the max that it could go, and it was undrivable. Yeah. <laughs> it was so quick; it was just impossible to control. Amazing. <laughs> so, so I was like screaming past my friend who was in the same race as me, like "We're doing so well!" And then I get to a corner, and I'd be like, "Oh crap, crap, crap!" And I would just keep going for miles because I just couldn't slow down. <laughs> Uh, that's amazing. Yeah. I mean, that was one of the things I like. About, like, I didn't, I don't, I didn't want to learn all the tuning, but you can download tunes, and so like yeah. uh, tunes. Um, and <laughs> uh, and what I liked about it was like, oh, like you can turn almost any car into like an S class racer by just doing stupid stuff. But I was like, ah, yeah. the DeLorean starts as like a D, and I'm like, I'll make it like an A. Yeah. See how that goes, and then like, it's great. Whoever did the tune was great. Tried a couple. One I found I liked, and for me, like a lot of it's getting used because there because there is nuance to each of the things. It's more like, oh, I know how to drive this car. I like cars that like this one. I picked a tuning that like had a better launch because I find I am a bit too aggressive, so it's easier for me to keep people away from the first spot than take the appropriate line to gain the inches <laughs> on them. <laughs> Right, yeah. so like I'd rather a, a harder launch, and then I can even if they're on my asses, I can kind of like swerve around, and be a dick, and Elbows. like make sure they don't. Yeah, yeah. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> and that, that tune works me. really well for that. <laughs> just put—is there a button to put the doors out on the DeLorean? So you're, you're <laughs> yeah. even wider. Just there is, but not while you're racing, which yeah. is unfortunate. Well, <laughs> you just have to hit eighty-eight miles per hour. Time it <laughs> that you are a couple minutes in the past. <laughs> Such that you can catch up and pass them. Yeah. <laughs> right, drive from the finish line to the start line, mm. and then and then when the timer goes, then you just zoom back to where you started. Yeah. yeah. Is that how uh, time travel works? No, absolutely. Not. No. I mean, no one knows. It doesn't work at all. Yeah. You you can rewind yeah. time in this game. It's fine. Oh yeah, you have to yeah, fix the yeah. poster first. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> um, well, let, let's move on swiftly. Yeah. So we give ourselves enough time um, for the rest of the things. Well, we've talk already about. talked about one of 
Adam's top ten. Well, now it's true. just a surprise on which one it is. Exactly. Where does it come? Where does it come? We can just mention it and move on very swiftly during that. No, so. we're going to continue talking yeah, exactly, about it further. Yeah. <laughs> um, Lucy, you mentioned um, something you've been playing. The new hotness. The new yeah. hotness. Uh, Universal Paperclips. Uh, no, it's not that. Um, <laughs> it's called Babel Royale, which is made by the same people who do who who made Universal Paperclips. Which oh, I didn't know yeah. that. Mm, yeah, because oh, when that, I was reading about game. it, <laughs> you know, yes. well, yeah. if you're not playing it, the Paperclips game is amazing. No. <laughs> it's a really it's interesting good. commentary on um, on. Oh. Uh, AI tasks, but also a semi-idle game-ish thing. Yeah. It's very small. In, in you, I've been playing can't... it on my iPad because yeah. I was, uh, you know, flat out after my booster, and it's like I want to play Bubble Royale, but then I read, oh, it's people who made Universal Paperclips. It's like I'll just start playing that again. Um, I think I've made like two billion cookies at this. <laughs> Not cookies. That's the other. That's the other one. Idle game cookie clicker. Yeah. Uh, I made yeah. about two. I prefer this one because it's very, um, it's very, cookie clicker is, you know, it's about cookies, it's nice. Whereas this is just very corporate, <laughs> I'm making boring ass paper clips and that's what I like. And, and I'm trying can... to optimize it, yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, I, I love universal paper clips and I don't know why, but it's just, Numbers go up. Gamer is happy. So I mean, you've well, you've finished it, right? Like you've it. It's, it also gets. Um, yeah, I'm almost finished with this 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 one. I've just got like one more thing to upgrade. Um, yeah, I, I just mean like you've played the whole game through before. Yeah, I it... mean I've cured cancer and um, yeah. solved, you know, achieved world peace at this point. So yeah. it's just literally one last thing that I need to get to. So yeah, I, but, by um, marrying everyone under paperclips. <laughs> I mean, kind of. That's, that's why I was saying it's worth playing at least once just to understand how you can go from you literally only build paperclips to the universe. It's very odd and great. Yeah. Um, oh, right. Okay. I thought yeah, it, you can't have a war if you can't get out from under all these paperclips because you're drowning in them. I um, made my too efficient at making too many. Yeah. Into AI drones and soldiers that's why i did my fave clips but um yeah it, yeah it's fun and it just really puts in perspective how much a billion <laughs> yeah. of anything is mm. and yeah but anyway um Babel royale is their i don't know if it's their next game they might have done the stuff in between that but um it's <laughs> battle royale with scrabble <laughs> um if you couldn't tell from the name um it is my addiction and obsession right now um i think i've played about nine hours uh since maybe sunday or something like i that. mean according to according to um steam you've played 12 hours total well there you go i can't even <laughs> the time just melts you, you away just... i was doing it before we recorded. yeah we noticed because you were late to the podcast <laughs> yeah because i got I was getting my chicken dinner, you know, chicken dinner doesn't take two seconds, got to leave it in the oven. Um, but it is, I mean, it's ridiculous in its concept, but it works so well, and, you know, we there's Battle Royale in Forza and stuff like that, and it's like, okay, everyone's going to make a Battle Royale game eventually, but this is just so genius. Um, you, you basically parachute 
you literally at the start of the match you, you do you have these tiles you have one tile and it's, it's scrabble like, right hey. just in case people yeah. didn't realize yeah it's scrabble it's, it's on like a scrabble board it's on, it's bigger not scrabble board like 64 tile uh, squares or something like that i don't know eight by eight yeah that sounds about right um, yeah it, yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it's bigger than that because it's 16 players per match um uh, and I'm getting into matches like super quickly. You press play and it's immediate. So you know the, there's people playing this, mm. which is good. Mm. Um, but yeah, you airdrop, you know, parachute just like any battle royale onto the board. You can you know maneuver where you're gonna drop. Um, just like Scrabble, there's these uh, um, like tiles that have like triple or quadruple or double score. Um, and basically, you're building up this. It's like Counter Strike. You're building up money, um, you, and with that money, you can buy. You, you know, you've got your you've got your you know set of tiles. You've got your rack, and it's basically okay. The letters drop in after a certain amount of time. Um, you can upgrade that timer so letters drop in quicker. You can. Um, I don't think there's any tutorial for this game, but as soon as you drop in, play one or two matches you pretty much get everything mm. there is apart from i didn't realize that i could upgrade that timer that makes letters dropping quicker oh. i only realized that today <laughs> and it's like i'm just thinking how many more chicken dinners could i have got if i knew this because <laughs> um, i've had like surplus money in my account um just waiting to spend it but haven't needed to it was just like oh i could have upgraded that timer but um <laughs> You can you can buy these these buffs, which is basically uh, I think there's three different ones. Um, health, because there's a hot zone in this game where it's 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 a circle and it starts shrinking. It's more a square because it's a square board mm-hmm. and it starts shrinking. So the aim is to you know put put your letters um, on the board and like kind of like you know, snake your way up into the center um, by connecting words on words on words. And it, and this is the Scrabble dictionary. So literally anything All the two letter word. Bullshit. Yeah, yeah. Like E-E is a word. And just like, okay, I got E-E'd and someone killed me like that. But um, the way you kill other players is you connect uh, your word to theirs. And so mm. um, once you keep making words, everything that you've left behind like your tail that that is inactive if someone connects onto that it it won't kill you it's only when it's your um like last uh immediate active word if someone connects onto that you're out of the game Um, right so if you say like i don't know like keepsake Mm -hmm. and then they go e on the last e on keepsake Yes. To make an EE, that would kill you. Yes. If, if, they if connect, their EE yeah. was connected, yes, yeah, sorry, if they're yeah, if yeah. connected, yeah. they're branching yours. Yeah, yeah. Yes, absolutely. Um, and and so it's, it's full of all these little strategies of like the equivalent of hiding in a bathtub, where it's like you've you've surrounded yourself by like Zs oh. and Js and Qs, <laughs> and it's like I'm just going to hunker down here and hope nobody comes and figures out some weird scrabble word which is like xyz and then just kills me <laughs> um and then just okay when the hot zone goes it's like okay 
there's this bomb ability which which is really helpful because if you've you know trapped yourself into a corner or you've bumped up against somebody else's like inactive words and you can't maneuver around them the bomb um basically just obliterates all the tiles in the in the in the the, you know in a small vicinity and then you can start making um you've got clear space to to make words um yeah other abilities are health so if you're in the hot zone your health starts going down and you can you know um just jab yourself in the arm jab your Mm. tile in the arm and get, get health um pick up and what's the other ability the other ability is uh just you've got a rack where it's like q's and z's and it's like i'm not going to make anything of this and it just swaps out um for a randomized set of letters right in your your rack at that point there's just so many little strategies like okay um i love just killing people (laughs) (laughs) just like unexpected it's like I'm just going to wait for this particular letter to drop and then I've got you. Or I'm going to bomb everything around me and then just quickly, you know, like like a cobra, just get at you. Is it like, super right. fast-paced? Um, no. It's not... It, some people are crazy, and I thought there was like a bot one time, but some people are crazy, and I've got that person, and I thought they were so clever, and I was just like, no, it's just, just snipe... Um, it's 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 not to i I think i'll probably say each match probably lasts maybe around 15 minutes because Mm -hmm. you know the hot zone will keep getting smaller and smaller and then everywhere will just be a hot zone uh, eventually it's like it gets to a very small like probably two by one kind of like area which isn't the hot zone and then at that point it's just like you're gonna have to kill that person Um, or it's game over or it's like how many health packs can I eat through um, before this person dies from the hot zone as well and it's it's all these strategies or or like how can I close off this area um, you know so that people can't get out of the hot zone and so many you know different nuances and tactics and yeah it's free to play I suggest just go download it it, it, you pick it up within. I mean, if you ever played Scrabble or anything like that, but you you pick up the nuances and the, you know, the ways to, you know, outthink your opponents and right. stuff like that, pretty quickly. Um, the learning curve is not steep. That's probably why there is no tutorial. It's pretty self-explanatory. But uh, I'm getting so many chicken dinners. So I many. agree. I really enjoy it. We'll do a quick review roundup just because I'm nice. pretty sure these gamer kids never played Scrabble because most of the downvotes are about the dictionary. What? Oh. Uh, yeah, so... you never uh, heard of XI? Exactly. Uh, that's Kai. Uh, game is fun, but it has... It. So this is Celestial Nighthawk, who's played nine and a half hours, but has downvoted it. Uh, game is fun when it has its own made-up dictionary where only specific words from various languages and specific abbreviations are allowed. So at the end of the day, it's just a bunch of children, two-letter spamming, and trying to make a word that they never knew existed to eliminate someone. It's also filled with cheaters, too, which isn't odd considering it's a battle royale. Would be more fun on a phone, for sure. How do you but cheat? Like, 
I don't know how I want to cheat, so that's why we want to bring it up. But also, like the I, thing is that I've been forged in fire because this is how my sister plays Scrabble. She always knows that she's going to lose, but she, what she will do, she's a disruptor, and she'll just put <laughs> these small little words everywhere. Like she's the one who always clears her rack at the end because she's always putting these these small little words in these small little spaces, and it's your job to like navigate around that. So it's like. That is fortunate. Those small little words. <laughs> I know that you can put a T after AI. You know, I've known that for years. But it's you also like, do crosswords okay. as well. Yeah, right? exactly. So, like, you, you, so. you're familiar with shitty Word small words. <laughs> yes. yes. Crossword ease, as we call it in the business, where it's like no one ever uses this word in real life. Yeah, but it's in a crossword. So yeah, so that's why I'm getting. That's why I'm full with chicken dinners. I could feed every homeless person on Christmas with all these <laughs> chicken dinners. <laughs> yeah, and I never even thought to go to the reviews. I was just like, oh, yeah, yeah I mean... free to play. Yeah. How can anyone be angry at a free to play so game? You, I guess you, you play it... like Halo. You playing it on your tablet? No, no, just Steam. Okay. Um, well, yeah, but you're, you have a Surface, though. Could you play it on? Oh, no. Yeah, I could. Yeah, it, it's it's probably a lot, what like a forty megabyte download, and it's just yeah. But I'm playing it on my main screen. Um, it's nice it's to a, get a big board and yeah. a big picture. It's a hundred and seventy-eight megabytes. I'll have you know. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, I bet most of that is the two words. <laughs> the two <letter laughs> words. Just the dictionary. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I've got my, um, there's cosmetics in her, but it's like the amount of time that you'd have to spend Grind. playing, which is probably what I'm going to end up doing anyway. Well, because uh, at some point like you have to spend the money, right? Well, if you want a stupid hat for your title, I'm wearing my golden crown. I was going to say, it says the one wearing it. a hat in the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I paid one pound for this hat. That was like a Pretty charity. If anyone wants to stick around after the podcast as well, we'll be selling off, you know, a uh, one-of-a-kind NFT of Lucy in a uh, Christmas hat as well. Oh, hold on, we hit print screen. Uh, just go to ethereum.net. <laughs> yeah, it's the new hotness. Babble Royale, get on it. Nice, um, nice, good. I, as I said last week, it's it's making me want to download uh, Textress, which mm. may not have the same buzz, now, now that I've, I've, you know, tasted Babel Royale and mm. tasted killing other people. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's it's it. It's so sad. I, I don't think I've had any more fun killing another person in this game than any other. Even chivalry, Adam. Like, like <laughs> yes, it's satisfying lopping somebody's head off um, after just being in like a one-on-one duel, but... I mean, to be fair, you can in both games you can kill someone by throwing an axe. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the, the 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 great thing is, um, I think the probably the best thing about this game is when you kill somebody. Um, you hear them it, scream. It, <laughs> <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> uh, it shows the other person what word you killed them with and it basically says uh, you got axed by <laughs> you know Lucy he puts uh, an apostrophe D at the end of it so you can absolutely 
just take the absolute piss if you want to. And you could you like, got twatted. Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you got pwned. <laughs> <laughs> or noobed. You got noobed. <laughs> amazing. So, yeah, that is very good. I wonder how often <laughs> the word fucked. Or that just fuck <laughs> comes up. So it's just you got fucked by this person. Just constantly. <laughs> nice. And I, I love how you're sort of, you know, your new wanton and bad and bloodthirsty nature from sort of chivalry to is, is, is crossed over to a word game. It's brilliant. Yes. Hey. Do no few mercy. games cause violence? <laughs> <laughs> no yes, one's sure that's in the Daily Mail. <laughs> Of yeah. the uh, lexicon kind. Yeah. <laughs> good, good. Let's uh, let's keep rolling. Uh, Adol, have you uh, have you had a chance to, to hang out and play anything uh, this week? Nah, I was going to play the Artful Escape. Mm. Oh, yeah, I, I didn't I get around get to it. To that. That's fair. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I figured sure. we had enough to on today that I, I I had some last minute stuff pre Christmas to do this morning. So. Oh. Um, oh. I played the gunk. Oh yes, and I finished the gunk. Mm. Mm. There's not much to say about it. I think okay. if you go in thinking of it, like you know, it's from the people who made Steam World Dig, you mm. might come away disappointed. I didn't really have any oh. expectations for it, um, even though I knew it was made by the people who did Steam World Dig, because I didn't really know much about it. I was like, got re- reveal. It's like coming to Game Pass. It's like cool. Don't need to know anything else about it. I'll play it when it comes out. Yeah. Um, it doesn't really evolve um, from its initial pitch, which is you. This is basically set in the future, like big Amazon corporations have probably mined into the earth, and it's like we're having to look for resources elsewhere. Yeah. It's a kind of rote and, you know, generic kind of story, and mm-hmm. it's like, okay, but it's there, and the voice acting's, you know, all right. Um, and it. it it's it's a good background for what you're mainly doing in the game, which is vacuum, vacuuming, vacuuming, up some, <laughs> hoovering. That's easy. <laughs> hoovering up some gunk. Um, uh, yeah, it's like this amorphous kind of blob, uh, slightly sentient. I mean, the story goes into it, but um, yeah, you're just basically vacuuming that up and. Mm-hmm. That is what you do for most of the game. You get these. You can upgrade your abilities, but most of them, it's just like these are just very small incremental kind of things. That it's just like, yeah, sure, it's better that I can suck up the gunk quicker, and but it's not really helping like in a in a meaningful way where it makes like I don't know the gameplay easier or something like that. Um, there's like slight combat, but. As I say, it, it's it's like two, three different enemy types, and they're all pretty easy to deal with. Um, it's just a very breezy experience, and not in a bad way. It's like I finished it in like two, three setting sittings, and it's about four to six hours long. And it, it's I think people think it would be like more of a Metroidvania, a bit more exploration, mm. a bit more to and fro. And it's very linear. It's it's just you're going through chapter by chapter, and it's and it's like I'm sure you could go back to earlier chapters and get you know collect more resources on the planet to do the upgrades, but 
Yeah, kind of no point to it. Um, right. Unless mm. you're, you know, achievement hunting or something mm. like that. But yeah, it's it's a it's it's the most six out of ten game. <laughs> um, <laughs> six seven out of ten games. Like it, 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 the the central mechanic is satisfying. You know, like hoovering up the gunk is very satisfying, mm. but it doesn't evolve from there on. Okay. But it, it's got really chilled, mellow music, and it's like nice. yeah. I, you know, after recovering from my booster, I was just like, I need something mindless but fun. Mm. This will do. Good. Yeah. Nice. Nice. And it's on Game Perfect Pass as game well. Perfect Game Pass yep. game. Yeah. <laughs> that, you know, middle of the road, uh, quite short. Um, game Pass game. Yeah, nice. It's great for that. Nice. Um, great. I'm going to book my booster room when I get back from a couple of days away. Um, uh, Mine's tomorrow. Oh, ooh, nice. Um, <laughs> so it's, it, it definitely seems like uh, if it's a good game for that, I'll absolutely be getting into it. Sort of, yeah. you know, over the next kind of uh, week or two. Yeah, I mean, the Miracle of Game Pass, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, he's too young probably, but it, it seems like mm. a very good, uh, you know, probably around eight, nine. Okay. You know, give them this game. It's like they'll be able to finish it. It's not punishing. It's like you fall off a cliff and it like just respawns you up there. Um, I wondered if the, you could die in the game, and I did get a game over. Um, so, so yeah, but, but you know, it's, it's, it's not challenging whatsoever. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Yeah. Nice. nice. Um, I, uh, I won't talk about um, Darkest Dungeon 2 this week. I'll save that okay. for a, a couple That's of weeks' time when I've had a little bit more time with it. But mm-hmm. as, as kind of one thing to mention, I'm really enjoying it. Um, good, so it's again yeah, something I'm going to be uh, playing over the next couple of weeks more and more. Um, currently yeah. in early access, I think it's only available um, through it's Epic. Still in early access, um, right? Yeah, yeah. And Darkest Dungeon was in early access, I think, for mm-hmm. a year. A year, maybe. yeah. So this has only just released into early access. Um, so I would imagine maybe six months to a year, something like that, that it'll, it'll be there. Mm-hmm. Then it might, you know, start to appear on Steam and, and things mm-hmm. like that. I don't know yeah. how long it's on EGS uh, uh, for. But yeah, I will report back on that in a few yeah. weeks' time. Uh, and... Same with me for Halo. I will report back. Oh, Halo I started well. it. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um, it, it's better than the other Halos and it actually feels good to shoot. So um, it's already better than the others. Ooh, so the burn go. on all the other Halos. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um, and I've, I've also um, been getting my groove on. I, I, I have. I've, Hello. Um, yeah. I've relented and I've given Ubisoft some money and brought Just Dance. Um, ah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. This, is, this is family... Oriented fun, family right? oriented fun, family oriented fun. Family oriented fun. Yeah, I know. I brought it, brought it for for the for Kim and uh, E um, as a Christmas excuses, present. Excuses, excuses. The other the other day, <laughs> they've been stuck inside for a couple of days, so I just did you get just gave it to them. Did I get it on the Wii? On the... I did not. Yeah. No. Just twenty twenty one on the Wii. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the only game that comes out for the Wii now they forever. It like last year, which was. Sad. <laughs> uh, but that's it for me this week. So let's open some more beers. Um, I Ooh. have got another beer from Good Chemistry, which I'm going to open. Um, this is the MMXX. It's a barley wine. It's ten percent. Ooh. Uh, it's in a lovely purple can with gold writing and um, 
symbols on like their sort of their, their standard Wait, color with a with a it's silver. It's the twenty twenty. Yes, yes. In twenty twenty one. So it. Um, I don't know whether it's a rebrew. Um, I like that their best before is twenty twenty five. The thirty first oh. December twenty twenty five. Um, but again, this was just part of their kind of uh, um like Christmas box that they put together. So there was one of those. One I of these did that. Yeah. There. So. Um, this one, the Flavor Texas, five years to the day after our very first brew day, we brewed this big barley wine to celebrate a special beer which will grow, age gracefully and develop over time. Right. It doesn't give me a brewed on date to know how long this has been sort of kicking around for. Um, I can't remember whether it was at some point, la- you know, what point last year this was this was brewed. So is it a year old? Is it? 18 months old mm, sort of thing right um, but it does say it's 72 uh, 22% hoppiness 84% maltiness 52% bitterness and 65% sweetness so a nice big barley wine to finish my uh, night off with Adol mm, what are you mean? opening now uh, a less big beer uh, <laughs> I have uh, the four pure uh, bourbon seed well four pure oatmeal stout okay uh Rich and chocolatey, five point one percent. It's in a mini can. Uh, it says follow us with the same again. Chocolate velvet coffee, uh, and that's it. Then it just talks about uh, porphyr. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm, re- I'm not really disappointed by them. So five point one percent oatmeal stout sounds like a good way to round the night out, if not mm-hmm. as boisterous as Ben's round the night out choice. <laughs> Oh, boisterous, eh? Uh, Lucy, which which end of the spectrum are you going? Are you going for the big old, big old boisterous boy? Or are you pairing it back for your second uh, beer? Uh, in some ways, it's a big old boisterous boy. Mm-hmm. Not as boisterous, not like, but it's 8.6%. So nice. That's Oof. good enough for me. Um, it is from Salt. Oh! And, yeah. We hexagon will. project. Was it Salt and Hexagon Project or Salt no, Hexagon? This project? is the name. Yeah, this is the name of their series, um, right. the Hexagon Project. And this one's called Sign Sign Seal Delivered. Sorry, I was about to break into something. <laughs> like, uh, it, it's called Sign Seal Delivered, and it is an Imperial Brown Ale. Uh, a bit of flavor text. Um, says, this imperial brown ale melds flavours of complex malt with light hoppiness. The initial aroma is sweet malt and slight liquor, followed by subtle hop notes of pine, lemon, citrus, and tropical sweetness. Uh, on the palate up front, hits of hedgerow berries and stone fruit, which are mellowed by layers of complex malt. So, a lot Ooh. going on in okay. this one. Nice. Mm. Oh, I'm super curious about this um, Hexagon project because it's got um, mm. their first one was a red wine Baltic barrel aged Baltic porter, and then okay. they had a Citra Dippa with mango and habanera. Oh yeah, I uh, saw that one. Um, they had two different ones actually. Point nine and uh, sorry, Hexagon project number nine and number nine point one, which is the hot ones and the not so hot ones, right. where they've taken put uh... less chilies. Uh, I, 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 yeah. was, I was considering that, but I was like, I'm not sure about the chilies because, you know, 
some beers just get it so wrong and some beers just get it so right. So I was just like, let me go for the Imperial Brown Ale. Which yeah, I mean, that, that's sensible. Yeah. Absolutely. Also, with the weather the way it is, that's like never going to yeah. fail you. Like, even if yeah. it was subpar, which I'm not saying it is, it's just going to be like, it's going to be. Yeah, completely, completely. Habanero, chilies, very, very summery kind of thing. Mm. I mean, all year round? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. You could Maybe. definitely have them all year round. And like, oh, well, yeah. is, is a barley oh, wine? You can have a barley wine all year round? Of course you can, absolutely. Um, yeah. Why not? This one is barley so wine. Sweet. Not. The, the, um, the, yeah. the colour is almost exactly the same as the first bit. Uh, uh, the Weizenbock Uncertainty mm. Principle, um, maybe just a touch lighter, a little more translucent uh, as well. But the, that nose is incredibly sweet. It's almost kind of like cowpole sweet, you know. It's got that slight mm. sort of medicinal hit to yeah. it. I wanted cowpole the other day when after my booster. I was like. <laughs> I'd probably have to drink a whole bottle of it to feel anything. Cool. And chase that with, like, vodka. But, you know, cowbells. Mm. This is... This flavour is it's so incredibly dry. Mm. It's just like... That's the thing with barley wines. They can be very, very mm. dry. The, um, very strong. The flavour follows through. Very much with the nose. So getting that real hit of of sweetness and this kind of very solid kind of backbone to it and it says it's a big big old malty beer i can't quite pick out what that malty sort of nature to it is again it is it's it's slightly slightly bready but everything else all, all of that sweetness kind of eclipses everything else um and it's it is very sort of floral it's got that kind of you know not artificial sweetness that you get in like cowpole and sort of medicines and stuff but it's it's, it's much more uh, you know as, as barley wines kind of can lean towards it's much more of that like liqueur sort of sweetness you know that it's made of all of these herbs and flowers and and that it, it very much has that to it which is a really difficult flavor to describe and, and kind of pick out lots of different things it's you know the, the uncertainty principle had a, a lovely level of spice to it big banana big bread in that this is just like sweet and boozy and then you taste it again it's like oh yeah there's the booze oh yeah there's the sweetness and it kind of just goes here's the sweetness here's the booze here's the booze All right. here's the sweetness yeah oh no have, have some sweetness right. again and now have some more booze <laughs> And it just flows through that mostly. Um, Whilst also being very dry. Whilst being incredibly dry. And it's got a nice medium body to it. <laughs> you know, it's not too thin. Um, mm. it, it's, it's not as thick as, uh, you know, what the flavour would sort of lead you towards with sort of a, a little bit more kind of uh, you know, liqueur. It's not syrupy, but it's much more medium sort of body. So it's, it's a little bit easier to drink than if it was a bit sort of thicker. Uh, with this sort of level of sweetness to it but it's got a lovely sort of finishing bitterness as well very very light it's not sort of piney but it's just the way your mouth kind of dries out 
with it that it, it just turns that touch bitter towards the end and it's more of that you know we talk about the sort of like ashy bitterness that you occasionally yeah. get it's definitely kind of more on that sort of end than anything else i've absolutely over poured because i was not paying attention i was talking and i've poured yeah. and it's yeah. ridiculous oh, wow. I, mean, I can even get it up anyhow i have to go down here you never play it safe it's gone all over my notes ruined oh, no. ruined notes oh, no. oh well oh well um, I'm gonna I'm gonna enjoy this, uh, and Adel will come back to you for the uh, oatmeal stout. Yes, uh, it poured um, kind of um, I would say a few fingers. I don't know if that was just my bad pour doing the old awkward on screen pour. I did see the, but, the almost a whole hand behind. The yeah, device. it was very bad. Um, but it's uh, it dissipated quite well. But you get you can see the lacing. You can see that it's got. You know, a couple of milliliters just sticking around Mm -hmm. on the top all the way through. It smells, uh, you do get, um, on the nose, you get a lovely dark chocolate, a bit of that oatmeal, so just a bit of sort of, like, wheaty sweetness, for lack of a better term. Um, But yeah, I like that that the chocolate is sort of a richer, darker chocolate nose. Mm -hmm. Um, And then that's about it. Like I said, it's a 5.5. One percent, but you get a nice sweetness from the stout on the nose, which is which helps. Um, oh, I don't know if you can tell, but you can see the way I quaffed that it just sticks to the glass. Yeah, it's doing the same thing on my mouth, even though it's it's again not super thick. It's um, at a five percent, it but it still manages. It's not like velvety in texture, but it is like. It, it is clinging to my mouth and tongue, um, which is a decent trade-off for a 5% stout. Mm. It's nice when they're that little bit more full-bodied when they're lighter. Yeah, exactly. Um, mm. Yeah, this I think... Um, yeah, I guess they said velvet in the... Um, the three words of flavor text, which again were chocolate, velvet, coffee. Um, I was hoping for a little more coffee. Again, I'm getting that th- that darker chocolate note. There is a li- nice little bit of sweetness as well. Um, and I guess the the malts that are coming through and are mostly coming through in the finish, or just before the finish, really, and they are a bit burnt. A little, a little. I want to. I- Lightly roasted, not toasted, but lightly roasted. Um, just, just there's just a bit of acridity, and maybe that's what, where they are claiming there's a coffee taste. But I'm just not feeling coffee. I'm feeling like a bit of roasted malts, some really strong chocolatey malts. The sweetness lingers, and so it finishes quite light. Like the, the because the acrid roasted um, notes aren't very strong, they actually fade away. We get a t- touch of that uh, sort of acrid burnt flavor lingering but most of it is just this light sort of oaty sort of you get the creaminess from the oats lingering with some sweetness um, which makes it extremely drinkable <laughs> mm. right because it isn't lingering with anything it's not too boisterous in the sort of the burnt more like powerful punch you in the face flavors it's just and actually I'm finding I'm taking bigger sips in general than I would normally with a stout because 
although it's velvety, it's quite thin. So as I start drinking, I'm like, ah, yes, this is like kind of like water. And then it's only like partway through my quaff. I'm like, ah, it's clinging. I don't actually need to take this much because it's touching all – like some of this is sort of being wasted because actually the taste is already touching all the surface area in my mouth. That's all I really need to get this hit. Does that make sense? Okay. But yeah, it's yeah, quite yeah. good. Perfect. Very flavorful. Nice. Yeah. Um, and then we finish our beers with Lucy and the salt. Mm. Yeah. Um, like uh, last week, if the mammoth, mm. uh, this one also isn't a very uh, attractive beer. Um, <laughs> drinking it in an Appleton Estate glass, and it actually kind of like reminds me of like Sangsters, uh, which is like a liqueur. It's like you know very. Looks thick, uh, mm-hmm. very brownish. Um, but hey, it's brown ale, so yeah. But yeah, it, it, it looks like dirty dishwater, to be honest. It, it's got a nice, um, oh, lovely smell to it, though. Like m- nice roasty, roasted malt kind of, mm. kind of aroma. Um, yeah, that's nice. It smells like, um, yeah, it's a slightly. Slightly sugary, slightly bready kind of smell to it. Mm-hmm. Oh, lovely smell. I don't know what it is with modern brown owls and the way they look like, mm. you know, sewage water. It does look Just, like it, it, It's kind of, the, you know, the most unappetizing, uninviting mm. sort of look to a beer possible. And yet, yeah. so many of them just smell beautiful. It does. It, it smells like, you know, Yule log on an open fire. That's mm. what, it, what it, mm. it smells like. It, it's crazy though, because th- this. Where did the extra ABV go? It, it tastes like a. It tastes like something you get on cask, like four yeah. percent, like ale. Yeah, it's nuts. It's so light. Um, as I say, texture wise, it's. Even though it looks very thick in the glass, it's quite, it's quite watery. It's quite thin, but holy Christ, where, where is the ABV on this? <laughs> Dangerous. It is. Honestly, if you told me, okay, I could go up to six percent on this, I wouldn't think it's eight point six mm. at all. Which is. Which is odd as well because there's not a lot of flavour in this. It's it's still it's got that roasted malt flavour that you can definitely get on the get on the nose. It's got that in it, but it hasn't got much more in it though. That's the thing. Mm. I mean, it, it's I don't know if this was their intention. It's like let's get everybody drunk by making it eight percent. Uh, almost 9% beer and it tastes very light but yeah I was I was probably expecting a bit more a bit more thickness you know it's, it is 8.6% it's a brown ale probably want something a bit more with a bit more viscosity um, to it maybe a bit more of those you know malts come in like not just at the end of the taste just like maybe a bit more like chocolate and dark malt at the start of the taste mm. um Maybe a bit more bitterness as well, but yeah, it's 
this is one of those beers where it's like, okay, not getting much on the flavour, not enjoying it too much, mm-hmm. you know? Not 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 there to luxuriate over its, you know, complex, you know, flavour profile. Maybe I should just neck it. Because <laughs> it's, yeah. it's one of those where you actually can, because it's so it's so light and it's so so easy. Mm-hmm. It's very smooth. There's not a lot of as you'd expect. There's not a lot of carbonation. Um, it's it's very soft, very still. So it's one of those where it's like, should I just neck it? But no, I'll, I'll see if there's any more flavor in it. But I'm not getting a lot. Maybe you know, palates destroyed from the blueberry muffin, mm. but. Um, See how it goes. Yeah, not getting a lot, not getting mm. a lot, which is which is disappointing. Uh, if the best thing I can say about this beer is that it doesn't taste like eight point six, it tastes very light, which is impressive. Yeah, you know, I wanted more from a mm-hmm. you know imperial brown ale. So. Mm. Well, we can we can see how that develops as you as you drink it. And we'll come back to all of our beers at the end of the episode, uh, but we will now jump into our kind of main topic. Uh, uh, this week, one of the reasons Adam's come on to to join us, and you sat very patiently as you always do whilst we're chatting yeah. about our beers. Uh, Did I do well at not looking bored? Because I do have to try. <laughs> <laughs> just the occasional nod, just like mm, mm, yes. Mm. Something yeah, so what I do when he talks time. about um, you know what's that uh, space game he used to talk about a bunch. Elite Dangerous. Yeah, that one. <laughs> <laughs> The space game. <laughs> the space game. Um, but Adam, you are uh, going to give us kind of your top ten for the year, and it's not strictly games. There's lots of other stuff mm-hmm. in this, but it leads us very nicely yeah. into next week's episode, which won't be live over on the Twitches. We've already done it. We've already recorded it, and it's going to be our top tens or our favourite games of 2021. So, Adam, please lead us, lead us in. Take us through your your favorite yeah. uh, favorite things, favorite entertainment products. Yeah, these are oh. a few of my favorite things. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, there's the two things about my my top ten as I was coming up with it. One is I don't think I played ten new games this year, <laughs> <laughs> but not ten that I can remember because it's been a long fucking year. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I've I put together just ten of my, you know things i've enjoyed this year they're not really in any particular order on the list just, okay i have 10 of them and i've cheated immediately by lumping two things together <laughs> <laughs> and just uh, one of which is a game oh, wait, you, you you made your own rules <laughs> I did. and I then coined the, the first name, thing you did I was like the name Alfred, uh, Adel, i can do whatever i want <laughs> <laughs> yeah fair yeah uh, well the it's one of those because I tried to stick to stuff that was new for this year, uh, with a, a couple of things squeaking in that aren't, and, and it made sense to talk about them together. And the the first one on the list is Arcane and League of Legends, because mm. uh, I started playing League of Legends this year oh, thanks no. to my friends Dale and Chess. <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh, no, Adam. No. I mean, I sorry. <clears throat> Lol. <laughs> there we go I was waiting on that yeah it's, I really enjoy it I can't deny it it's it's basically a strategy game but but not quite and it, it works anyone who's familiar with it will know kind of what it's about uh, beyond the 
the obvious of the toxic player base and the Riot Games being a mm. not a great company. Mm. Probably looking a little bit better considering what happened at Activision Blizzard this year. Yeah. <laughs> Slightly less bad looking now than they were, but you know, whatever. Mm. Corporations suck. Agreed. <laughs> um, yeah, but they, they released uh, Arcane, which is their anime on Netflix uh, earlier on this year, a couple of months ago. Yeah. And it I've heard really good things. Incredible. Yeah. It's And it's one of those... Yeah, it's the two things going for it right from the off. It, it said mega, mega money on the budget. So, you know, mm-hmm. look, and it's had plenty of time because they've obviously not rushed it. Uh, you know, Riot Games aren't exactly broke. <laughs> yeah. And Netflix, yeah. people just throw money at Netflix even though they don't make money. So that's just kind of how that rolls. Right. Yeah. Uh, excuse me. <clears throat> uh, but no, it, it's an incredible series. You know, the animation quality all the way through it is just impeccable. The art design and direction is great. And they managed to accomplish something which I thought they would struggle with, which is make a coherent story out of the characters and the world and the lore that's not terrible. <laughs> it's actually pretty good. And I think one of the key kind of key factors in how they accomplished that is they didn't try to cram all of them in. You know, mm. the, the, the playable characters, the champions in League of Legends, there's loads, there's dozens of them. Those uh, will be in seasons two, three, four. Yeah, the, 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 yeah, they'll add more as as they go if if they continue making... I think they've well, already said they'll do another season. But... Yeah, like, I mean, Netflix is one of those, you know, they'll shut it down if it isn't selling. And yeah. Clearly, yeah. there's a lot of buzz around this. Yeah. Thing, so that, that's exciting to look forward to. Yeah, even if it is selling, to be honest, like Netflix yeah. uh, infuriatingly cuts um, series, even if they're critically lauded and people seem to like them because they are chasing new subscribers. So the new hotness, like new yeah. subscribers are never going to clamor for season three of great series. True. So uh, which is like the biggest problem with the Netflix model right now is that like nothing gets more than two series. Mm. Yeah. That, that's something point that worries where... me greatly for something that we'll talk about in a minute. Well, yes, uh, well, I, guess, I mean, I guess what that I... was like not too dissimilar to how it was, you know, on network TV back in the day. It was like you make the first season and you tell a cohesive story that can live you know, by itself. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's not too dissimilar. Really. I, I mean, again, a lot of that also comes down to those like pilot episodes. Like, there must yeah. be so many shows which made that first episode to oh, try yeah. and sell it to networks and it just never got picked up. Pilot. Uh, if like, you can find pilots of, of things, they're they're really interesting. Well, I actually even like shows that have been established, you like especially American shows where you're like that guy disappeared for the entire series. That's <laughs> weird. Or like, yeah. oh they really like everything is awkward. Some sets change. Like I really enjoy watching the first two episodes of an American show because just to see what's different. Because the budget, the directors, most of the things are. I mean, it's a little different now with Prestige Same TV. Turn. Like, like <laughs> you don't like like your HBO Max series, etc. Don't have pilots anymore in the standard way. Mm-hmm. Um, so you don't get that because they're like, no, we'll give you six episodes and you'll do it, and then you don't have that like cognitive yep. dissonance. But 
Boy, yeah. it's one of my favorite things I, I miss about I, I old wanna, TV models. I want to watch, like, pilots for bad films. Not bad films, bad TV shows that never got greenlit. <laughs> oh, yeah, I would love to. I, if you could find the cash yeah. of old pilots. <laughs> there was a podcast um, by a bunch of comedians who would do read the scripts of the bad pilots, but it's not quite the All same. Right. Yeah. Right, we're getting massively uh, off topic. We've only got half an hour to roll through uh, Adam's Adam's yeah. ten, so we'll, we'll get back. We'll get back to it. Arcane, so was... Arcane and Lol. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The, well, the next one on the list is Forza Horizon Five, which we did mm-hmm. chat about. Yes, text. Yep. Right, so let's yeah, continue chatting about it. So the <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, just so I can see Ben shaking with anger. Yeah. Are those sand dunes, eh? <laughs> oh yeah, what's everyone's favorite radio station? Like, I waffle Classic between the FM. hospital and the classical music. Classic anyway, what's what's your number? Eight. Eight. I know how to count. Eight. Yes. Eight is Spider Man Miles Morales. Mm. Mm. Which I forgot was this year. <laughs> was it really? <laughs> until, until like earlier on, yeah, it came out this year. I thought it came out. No, in it was last December. year. It was last was it? year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you sure? Yeah. I mean, you might have played it this year. That's also. Fun. It, was, it, was, it was definitely. It was definitely last December. Because I thought oh, yeah, I, Ben played it. Didn't ben, he? Played it. Yeah, ben had it on his top. I think. Yes, or, and know, it was. Uh, I don't. Oh my god! I don't. I don't think it was a release. I don't think it was a release. I don't think it was a release title. But it came out a couple of weeks or a few weeks after the release of the PS5. It came out. Uh, it was a PS5 launch title. Tw- it was a launch title. 2020. Fuck. Yeah. It's on PS4. Oh, um, it is on PS4 yeah. as well. Yeah. Yeah, I played it on yeah. PS4. Yeah, because I was about. Well. Yeah, it looks well, cool. Like we, <laughs> I guess we start off this name, with then? Adam saying <laughs> he was breaking his own rules. So. <laughs> I could have sworn that was this year. Oh, God. Oh, that's one of those I completely forgot that you know I played it and I thought oh that must have been this year and then it, it's totally not <laughs> oh what is time yeah, yeah it's True. all the same year really alright well that's excellent so you can, <laughs> you can I mean it's great I it's a great game yeah, yeah. I want to get to it eventually well it's definitely worth it you know it's it's much more contained and yeah, the, the open world mm. is the Ubisoft style that is a bit tired, but unlike Ubisoft, they don't litter it with a thousand things to do. There's, mm. you know, a half a dozen mm. decent yeah. things that fit within the world sort of stuff to do that are that's enjoyable. And it's actually fun to play, unlike Ubisoft games. So yeah, yeah that that also helps. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so it's definitely it's worth recommending again this year, even though it was. Yeah, I mean, year. we're we're all for like <laughs> our top things are never things that only happened this year. Yeah, yeah. I, I need a better brief next time. <laughs> and brief is simple, Adam. You just... Adam, you made your <laughs> own your brief. You then said, <laughs> "I am going to break it," and then are surprised that you broke it in a different way. <laughs> Yeah, because the other one was planned. <laughs> What's the next thing? Was defi- <laughs> the, the Witcher season two on that. Oh, I still haven't uh, finished season one. Uh, well, season two is a lot better than season one was. Absolutely. Oh, good. Season one has uh, some well documented, I suppose, issues with, or that a lot of people had plenty of issues with how it presents the story because mm-hmm. it. it 
you know, it jumps between timelines and stuff a little bit. Uh, right. Yeah, which can be a bit confusing if you don't already know what's happening. Mm. You know, it's much easier mm. for like me. Yeah, I've I've read the books and everything, so I knew the the story threads that it's picking up on that it's adapting, even though it's doing them, you know, differently in a different order and stuff, and presenting mm. them in a different way. Whereas season two doesn't have any of that. It's still got kind of two main kind of story threads that it's showing you, but they run sort of in parallel to one another this time. So right. it's not as it's not as confusing. Uh, on that on that front, and it's just very very good. Again, they've thrown plenty of money at it. Yeah, they have announced the season three. Oh, but I'm very worried <laughs> that they'll do a Netflix and either I mean, they cancel it before do... that or cancel it after. <laughs> they usually don't announce a season; they just cancel it. So that's well, some. I don't. I don't know whether they've announced a season, but oh, I've seen that. The... Well, they, they confirmed that season three was happening. Did they? Okay. Yeah. Because I, I they, read they, that they the script that it was had been. I read that the script had been finished, and then yeah. on at the end of season two, they throw up a trailer for a an unrelated story within the Witcher yeah, sort of world as well. So it's they're a... making another show, live action yeah, show yeah. in the Witcher world, and they made the Vesemir. Um, anime, anime film well, as, well as well this year. So they, Actually, they, I did that to my last goddamn. I, I think it's one of the. I think it's one of those things where ah. they must have Netflix must have paid a set amount of money to make things within the world of The Witcher, versus which has got a wealth of kind of books and then the games which yeah. come after the books and there's lots of stuff there for them to kind of riff off. Unlike Cowboy Bebop, which is mm. kind of you know pretty Already set. Ended. And they kind of went, well, yeah. I just get it. Well. Did not do well. Yeah. It didn't do well, so they're not doing more. Um, so on, uh, they did announce September 25th that they can officially announce season three along with the second anime feature. And oh, a wow. Kids That's and Family a, series set in the world of The Witcher. Before the so, season even came out, then? Yeah, so, so they announced wow. three things in The Witcher universe mm. in yeah. September. Yeah, because they did show the. The, the trailer at the end of the season is for a, a prequel series, mm-hmm. which goes back to stuff that's not covered in any of the books, which is to the time of the conjunction of the spheres. Which is sort sure. of you well, said words. It's got Michelle Yeoh in it. Looks yeah. cool. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. especially well, the big climactic, of, you know, apocalyptic event that means that there's monsters and elves and humans and that all in the one place. Mm. Uh, Did I hear Neil right? They're making a kids. Family kids. and kids thing, according to the announcement, yeah. No idea what All I'm picturing is, like, that reveal trailer or whatever for The Witcher 3, where the crow literally flies through that guy's head or whatever it is. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I'm picturing, like, for the kids. <laughs> I mean, it does make sense that they spent a lot of money to get access to just, like, milk it, right? Um, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, they want to indoctrinate people from an early age, it's fine. Well, they want, cool. they want, you want people like Ben... To be able to watch Witcher shit with his kid, sure. Because <laughs> I, I'm like the, the thing is, the thing is, season two was was a, a, a big improvement on season one, absolutely. Yeah. And I know that there they tossed three coins, yeah, <laughs> just one. And there is uh, some big diversions from kind of the books with season two in terms of how characters meet and, and various yeah. things that kind of go on and stuff like this. And that's fine. That's, that's absolutely fine. Tell a slightly different story. 
absolutely. But yeah, having played then The Witcher 3 and it being one of my favourite games, I'm now very much bought into The Witcher, the Witcher right? The Witcherverse. So yes, absolutely. If there's a program that I can watch with E, I will absolutely fucking do it. Have you watched the E box? <laughs> no. Watch the E watch cartoon with her and she will grow up a better person. I think that's probably because <laughs> the Ewoks is a slightly is a like, it was a series, wasn't it? Rather yeah, than a film, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that's good. I mean, well, well, there were two made-for-TV movies about the Ewok planet, which is, of course, not a planet; it is a moon of Endor. Mm. Don't at me. Um, oh, but, are they? but like, there were a couple different movies. <laughs> I know this because I got I had because my mom got them at a garage sale. The Read along storybook versions of them that came with the um, eight inch vinyl, like the, oh, the short, wow. small vinyl, and like I remember, list. God, I'm so old. <laughs> like even though my mom got them, <laughs> I I they weren't new when my mom got them. But the point is, my house had a record player such that we could listen to someone read the basic moves of this shitty Ewok story with, like, stills from, like, text and then stills from the movie. This little girl made friends with Ewoks, and then there was a weird dude, and he ended up I mean, up being... we've, we've moved on so much that we bought a book for E, which had a CD with it, and she's like, what the fuck is this? Really? And then you microwaved it, and like, look, it's a light show. <laughs> um, we're getting off topic again. Um, Adam, we didn't kind of... Get your uh, give us a, a very swift um, kind of uh, um, conclusion about The Witcher season two. It's excellent. That's good. Perfect. I, I really enjoyed <laughs> it. And as you said, you know, it, it's taking some big departures from what happens in the books and whatever else. And I think what they're doing in that regard with how they're adapting it is the right moves for what they're doing. Mm-hmm. You know, there's stuff that. You know that happens in the books. You know they don't need to really give you anything kind of visual to think of because it's just a, it's just words written down. You sort of paint your own picture, but when obviously they're doing this stuff for the TV, they have to come up with, well, here's a thing to look at to sort of represent the weird crap we're talking about to help keep you kind of. Help, help the viewer follow along what they're doing because you know when they're talking about X thing they're referring to this and you can see it mm-hmm. you know sort of happening and I think they're doing they're, they're doing the right thing on that front so I'm very looking forward to the next season and I'm pleased to hear that there's going to be another animated feature as well because mm-hmm. the first one is excellent don't watch it with E <laughs> no, no. <laughs> definitely do not do that but definitely watch it because it's very good if you haven't um yeah, yeah, so that's the Watcher. That's good. Always right. nice. Uh, next? next on the list is Hawkeye, the Disney mm. Plus series. I never watched it. It's currently ongoing. Uh, as oh, we okay. Re- yeah, one, as one we record, left, I think. I think the next episode is the last mm. one, which is we record is tomorrow. Mm. Uh, so there's a very good chance that they blow it entirely and this falls off the list completely <laughs> <laughs> by the time it actually goes out in the podcast feeds but at the moment as we record it's on the list because I've really really enjoyed it I think mm. it's probably my favourite one that they've done is, is that uh, still Jeremy Renner? yeah 
this one. And, and Haley Steinfeld? Yeah. Yep, Jeremy Renner is Hawkeye. And Haley Steinfeld is Kate standalone film. He's too much of a loser character to get a standalone film. That's why they shoved him in a series, right? I mean, at this point, it it doesn't really make any difference. because True, they're all... people still watch it, yeah. Well, it's more that they're actually properly interlinked now because it's not like two halves of Marvel production fighting with one another. Yeah. Kevin Feige controls all of it, whereas the Marvel TV stuff, when it was on Netflix and all the rest of it, was run by a separate guy who everyone fucking hates because he's a dick. (laughs) Uh... (laughs) I enjoyed those. um... Some of the Netflix series were good, but he he was a prick. (laughs) Uh, And now Marvel have realised that, and uh, he's not part of the team anymore and they realize that kevin feige with his many films making a billion dollars uh every time pretty much you know is in charge of everything so it's all kind of it's all properly interlinked now so okay, the fact so that it's, it's a disney cool. plus series doesn't well, really uh, no violence yeah. or well, anymore. yeah, yeah. And I, I think it's it's very much like jessica jones and yeah, yeah and, and how like almost yeah. r-rated they kind of were yeah and the, these are very yeah. much kind of more family friendly um, they're Disney shows they're like, they're like, because they're yeah, Disney right. but it's, it's, it's very yeah, much they're, an introduction they're, they're, like lots of lots of lots of stuff's been almost this like passing the torch in terms of Marvel from you know the, the, that the Avengers that have been in the cinema for the last sort of 10 years yeah, to the, the next Avengers. sort of <laughs> the next generation of people and this is yeah. very much that this is this is that kind the of show. story the show yeah, is yeah. Hawkeye is a young lady now. Here's how Hawkeye became a young lady. Don't at me. Now you get to see Jeremy Renner pass the torch. I thought yeah. Hawkeye was a dude. He is. Yes. <laughs> What's this young lady, Hawkeye? Yeah, she's the new one. Oh, there's a new. That's the one. name of the. That's the name of the series. That series is Jeremy Renner's <laughs> old, and he's getting <laughs> replaced. Yeah, because he's getting old. Isn't it? Old and tired. That's, that is the kind of premise of yeah. the series. Oh, I'm not joking. I'm saying I know. <laughs> I haven't seen it, but I knew that was the premise of the series. Yeah. He's been around for a Well, I think he came into acting late, didn't he? And uh, I, 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 mean, thought, I thought he yeah, always been like 45 years old <laughs> for the last 30 years. It's, it's like the opposite of Paul Rudd, isn't it? Everyone thinks Paul Rudd's about <laughs> 25. And appear, has appeared the same age oh, for the last 400 years because uh, yeah. he's some kind of wizard. Whereas Jeremy Renner is the opposite and has always been about 66 and yeah. will, will continue oh, to see. be old and tired. Yeah. Um, Which plays into the series quite well because one of the things I've liked about what Marvel have been doing and particularly in the stuff they've released this year is everything's kind of about consequence. Hmm. In a way that, you know, a lot of the the previous films didn't really have a chance to get into is you see the consequences of the stuff that's happened in the past and how mm. that filters in. So, like, like uh, Hawkeye being, uh, you know, old and doing all this for so long, you know, he gets into a fight and then the next couple of scenes is him in a house strapping, you know, like frozen peas to his joints because <laughs> he has to stop them swelling up and stuff yeah. because doing this stuff is actually difficult and hurts like hell. Uh, you know, yeah. and then it, it feeds in with, uh, you know, 
the the storylines properly as well with the the threads that they're pulling together for right. all this. That I'm, I'm interested to see how they go about finishing off and what happens yeah, in, this, in this last episode. Uh, if it is the last episode, this next episode, which right. I think is the last one. Mm-hmm. Uh, so hopefully it comes together well. But uh, up till this point, it's been probably my favorite of their Disney Plus series that they've. Really, done. you liked it more than Loki, because yeah. Uh, ben and I really like Loki. Mm. I, I really like Loki as well, but I think I prefer this one. But that might just be because it's on now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, recency bias. Yeah, but also, I, that's I, good I, to know. I, I, like... I'm trying to account for that a little bit because I did debate whether or not to put it on, uh, but I did decide that I would go with it because I think it has been my favourite so far. It, mm. it, it draws the line well between being a bit lighthearted and goofy and taking the stuff seriously when it needs to. It it walks that line quite well, uh, which is something that I know, you know, the Marvel films always, some of them tip too far one way or the other and end up not really being, not coming together fully because of it. Yes. Uh, that, that's what I think nails the balance. Mm. The, ne- the next series is going to be the Iron Man spin-off when he becomes an NFT, bro. Uh, looking forward to that one. <laughs> Becomes, I think, in the Marvel universe, fucking Tony Stark invented NFTs. Yeah, definitely. He's he's definitely in league with. You see this in my chest? This is the blockchain. (laughs) Oh god! That's how he lives now. He lives in the blockchain. Do you know what arc reactors are good for? Crunching (laughs) coins, motherfuckers! Oh god. That is what they would use them for. No one else would be able to buy an arc reactor because of that. That, that yeah, is yeah. True. That's exactly what. Yeah, and it, he I has mean, actually been to the moon as well. So that's you know. <laughs> there you go. They, they hired yeah, Iron go. Man Two is actually like the the, the he because he re, he recreates the uh, the Russian dude re, re, Whiplash recreates the arc reactor. What you yes. don't know is after that movie, the Chinese get a hold of him, and well, they just have been churning <laughs> coins ever since. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because that happens in Iron Man too, doesn't he get blasted off to the moon or something like or that? Something, yeah. And that's when I stopped watching Marvel. I I can't remember <laughs> when how Whiplash dies. Was Captain America after that? Because literally that was the last film I saw. No, he was he, America yeah. was before Iron Man two. Okay, then I stopped watching Iron Man two because yeah. I was like, what is this? It was a million to... years ago at this point. I yeah, no idea. <laughs> and I'm free, unlike all of you. <laughs> So, uh, uh, where are we on your let's, top? Let's top yeah, we'll, we'll move on from Hawkeye. Yeah, yeah five is Chivalry Two. No, is we've, we've we've heard which we oh, play. Uh, I'll be on Ben's side, which is <laughs> oh, we've heard enough oh in previous episodes from both you and Lucy, and earlier we can probably just say it's a dumb slog fest. That's great. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. well worth playing if you get a chance. Uh, number four is. Something a wee bit different. It's Room of Swords by Toonimated, which is on Webtoon, which is a app or website or whatever that has like web comics on it. Yeah. Yeah. So. Room of yeah, Swords. Yeah. So there's quite, uh, there's quite a lot of stuff on Webtoon that I've been getting into in the last kind of year or two. Uh, there's a lot of good series on there that they are just like comics that you know scroll through and you can read. Hmm. Uh, and Room of Swords is probably the best one that I've gotten into in the last while. There's there's loads of good ones, but this is definitely the best one. And it's uh, the sort of premise is 
basically the, the, the main character, Jairus, wakes up in a place he's not familiar with. He's dressed up like a like an astronaut and he has a, a wee robot uh, companion thing and he has no idea where he is and he has to work it out. And as it mm. goes through, the, he discovers that he's in a place where they have to get a, a sword. You know, they, they have to find this, the sword in, in this level sort of area where he is by taking it from a boss, uh, which isn't going to be easy. And there's a time limit, and if he doesn't succeed within that time limit, he dies and has to start again. Mm-hmm. And as he goes along, he, he meets people, and he doesn't know how many times he's been through this loop before and stuff right. like that, and, and th- how they get things together. And then it turns out that there's a way to reset but remember everything, whereas when normally when you do it, you forget. Ah, you know, gotcha, and it, yeah. yeah, so and then it, it builds together, and as as it goes along, it, you know, it started a good few years ago, and I only started and I caught up this year with it. How did you uh, find this? Was it just like general browsing on there, or I can't remember how I found it. It just a, it's one of the, it's probably one of those YouTube ads or something or banners right. somewhere that <laughs> caught my eye one of these You'd days. You like this, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that I've clicked on by mistake one day and mm-hmm. it's popped up. I can't. I really can't remember where I saw it. The first series I, I really got into was uh, Zero Game, mm-hmm. which is a game. It's uh, again, it's one of those ones where again, it's quite a common trope where people die or they feel like they want to die and they go into this game where they get a chance to sort of like reset their life if they win. Mm-hmm. And the, you know when you go into this kind of alternate dimension sort of yeah. place, you end up with powers and stuff, and it, it's a really interesting story. And that's one of the first Make ones it. I got into. And the, the, there's absolutely loads, and some of them are, are really yeah. Good. That's why I was oh, wondering I, how you found it, but that's I that's remember cool if it's just like stumbled upon it, and it's like yeah, this is uh, on my top ten this year. That's wicked. I remember it's because a lot of the like artists and stuff I started following. I started. Mm. With, with Facebook being a pain in the arse and not showing me stuff half the time, yeah. I did move to Instagram, which was better, as getting mm-hmm. worse. <laughs> yeah, because it would actually show you them. Uh, yeah. And I was following a lot of them, and what a lot of them do is they put the upload onto Webtoon and the like canvas area, which is where you can upload any of your own stuff that you want. And that meant that you know I could go back through and see all of their old posts and kind of catch up. Because some of them have sort of kind of sitcom style, like yeah, Th- threads and stories right. and recurring characters that sort of reappear in comics and stuff, even though they're just for for laughs sort of thing. Mm. And so I was catching up with them, and that's that's when it started going. Oh, I'm re- actually reading quite a few of these on here mm. now. Yeah. What else do they have? And that's where I found the nice some yeah. of the ones that they put on themselves uh, because some of the art is incredible that these people make, and oh, it's really impressive. And then like Room of Swords, the uh, Tinimated, I think, is a duo. It's two people, mm. and occasionally they put music in them, and sometimes yeah, there's yeah, uh, animated. The website, uh, yeah. There's some of them. Occasionally, there's kind of like animated sequences. Yeah, I really like. On. I really like That's looking cool. through this and seeing sort of yeah. rather than yeah. being kind of comic boxes, as you're sort of scrolling through yeah, it. Yeah. It kind of follows that sort of same style, but suddenly you'll yeah. come to one, and the character's kind of like turning his head around, like, "Where is this?" sort of yeah. stuff and yeah. there's a, there's some sounds going along with it so yeah. It's, oh, it's, cool. yeah yeah it's very yeah. cool and they, they, they do some interesting thing, things with uh, like the pacing of them as well by making the gaps between the panels bigger yeah so you have mm. to scroll that wee bit further because sometimes oh, like, is, this not, yeah. is this not loaded properly and then you're like oh no they deliberately put the extra in right. to make the pause longer 
to try and <laughs> yeah to try and control that stuff. So, so again, some of the people that do this have obviously made a few series before yeah. and have gotten really right. good at it, or you know, or whatever. So, so it's like a, a webtoon is like a like a indie clearinghouse for yeah. I think it's like Korean. Mm. I'm, pretty, I'm pretty sure it's a Korean kind of base website, but uh, pretty much everything on there you can find. Uh, well, I've come across obviously in English. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, I think oh. I don't know. I don't know how they do all the translations for stuff because <laughs> a lot of the creators and stuff yeah. are definitely kind of like Korean or Japanese and that kind of thing. Yeah, uh, you know, it's people all over the world that that make this stuff. So yeah, yeah. So yeah, there's like there's webtoon originals, which is like stuff that they sort of pay people to make, right? Uh, or the and then and then and then there's canvas which is just anyone can kind of upload their own stuff which is where that's really smart having like a curated sort of hey here's some quality that we're going to make sure in our like platform and we're going to earmark it but also because of that we're going to attract new interesting exciting authors yeah and there's a a lot of the series or some of the series make the jump across so it will start on canvas and it'll find a following and then eventually, like Webtoon will pick it up, and they sort of get to remake it uh, and bring it across into the original and re-release it, sort of thing. Uh, it's a really good service. I really enjoy. Yeah, uh, good, doing that it's stuff. Good art thrive in you know, yeah. these spaces. So. Yeah, absolutely. Wicked. Nice, good. Um, so Rumor Swords. Uh, oh, yeah, on web one. on Webtoon. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. W e b t o o n. Uh, if you just search for it, you'll find it. I'm I'm sure. Nice, cool. It's, it's yeah. one of those that I, I don't hear a lot of people over here talking about it, but it's definitely very popular because then you, you look at some of the series and you see the numbers of likes and stuff that are on them. You know, <laughs> it is popular, so um, it must turn up somewhere. Yeah, I just yeah. put Rumor Swords in Google. Yeah, and it came up. Yeah, yeah. Webtoon. Yeah. That's an nice. excellent one to start with because it is very very good. Good. Uh, maybe setting the bar high. <laughs> Actually, uh, That's it. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's always good to do that. Yeah, it's one. Of, it's one of those because again, it covers a lot of genres. So, yeah, as you probably expect, I, I focus more on some of the kind of fantasy action stuff or or sci-fi ones. But there's plenty of romance ones on there as well that mm. I know a lot of people like getting into that kind of stuff. And there's and then like the camera stuff. There's the slice of life sort of. You know, just the weird wee comics that people make that you see a lot on like Instagram or Twitter or mm. whatever that you maybe mm-hmm. you maybe share and find funny, like the like uh, like the the tortoise and dino ones that you see quite a lot. Yeah, but yeah, that sort of stuff, and that's a good place to go to be able to see them all kind of in sequence as they were made yeah. and unuploaded. That's nice. my nice. jam. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, very absolutely. cool. So uh, we're into the top three now, Adam. Yes, we are. And we're back to the rule breaking. <laughs> the next 17 things are my number three. <laughs> no, no, it's all right. It's, it's only two things because they're from, they're both from Bandai Namco Studios, mm. uh, their, their own teams, uh, because they both came out this year, definitely, I'm sure. Uh, almost yes. 100% sure. Yep. Yes. Which yes. is Scarlet Nexus and Tales of Arise. Ah, oh, yeah, classics. Uh, Scarlet Nexus come out this year? Who knows? Yeah, they, they both. Yeah, they both definitely came out this year because sure? I'm surprised <laughs> that they they were within like six months of one another. Obviously, it's two separate teams from yeah. Bandai Namco Studios, but and I, I lumped them together just because 
I have been trying actually to, to write something about the fact that Bandai Namco Studios seem to have a, uh, or Bandai Namco in general seem to have a kind of style. There's a lot of kind of crossover with how the controls work and some of the combat systems and, and how the levels are designed and things like that. There's plenty mm-hmm. of differences as well between the games. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you know, Tears of Arise is, uh, is a fantasy uh, GRPG with magic and swords and stuff, and Scarlet Nexus is what they call brain punk, which is their weird kind of cyberpunk, sci-fi, dystopia stuff with crazy powers and guns and whatever else in it. I don't think I've ever uh, heard brain punk. It's a coin. It's a. It's just telling yeah, it's coined, to me. Yeah, it's it's the it's uh, it's kind of like the marketing term they coined for for the style they're going for because mm. it's not quite cyberpunk, but it's. Uh, it's sort of in that like similar really kind of close yeah it's, it's dystopian it's, it's, maybe yeah it's, it's sci-fi dystopian where uh, they're fighting against these monsters called others mm. uh, and the people on the teams they connect their brains to one another through a system so that they can borrow one another's like powers and, and stuff and the, the powers are like uh, like pyrokinesis and stuff where they set things on fire and you know that sort of thing uh, you know that the in brain punks the kind of term they came for, came up with mm-hmm. for how they're presenting it. It's very good. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed both a lot of you know about sex errors in both games. Nice. Oh wow. They're both they're both excellent RPGs. I enjoyed them a lot. I knew that's kind of why I lumped them together because I wanted I couldn't I wanted to put both of them on. Yeah. Very <laughs> yeah, much is the answer, but not take up uh, two spaces. I, I will say uh, that uh, Scarlet Nexus is on Games Pass, if that influences mm-hmm. any of our listeners to try one, and then maybe the other, if they enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah, excellent. I, I didn't actually know it was on Game Pass, so that's a good... I, I played them on both on Steam. Uh, mm-hmm. Right. Sorry, as they came out. Uh, but they're on PS4 and Xbox and everything. As All well. the things, and, yeah. Yeah, and oh, uh, Game Pass, apparently. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, they're, they're well worth they're well worth checking out if you enjoy your action RPGs. Nice, uh, particularly that style. Uh, eventually, I'll knock my head together and get an article out about about them at some point. I've been trying, <laughs> and for the couple of goes at it, I've not quite found the right angle to yeah. to draw a through line through properly mm-hmm. without just kind of randomly mishmash taking stuff. Yeah. You know, and, and it not really coming out coherently. Um, is it uh, the the uh, the Tales game? That's a, that's a series. Yeah. Have you played many more of those series, or is this your first? Foray? This is my first. Hmm. And this is my first because it's the first that has um, real time battles. It's not okay. turn based. Yeah. Is this the same as like Tales of Vesperia? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yeah, the same series. Yeah, 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 it's the same series. Uh, but like they don't, they they're not, they're kind of like Final Fantasy in the sense of you yeah. don't need to, yeah, yeah. stitch together the subsequent entries. Yeah, oh. that that that's exactly the comparison I was going to draw. But they make it slightly easier for you by not numbering them. Yeah, <laughs> they number. Yeah, if they if they numbered them, it would be much more confusing, which is one of the reasons that Final Fantasy annoys me. <laughs> yeah. uh, like it, in the also like, that a bunch of half the games aren't even in the numbering nomenclature. <laughs> yeah, let's not get yeah. into that. <laughs> yeah, no, that, that that is the comparison <laughs> point. You know, every time they 
like or certainly most of the games are all in separate worlds brand new characters brand new setting mm. uh whole new systems and stuff and this is the first one that's uh, as i say that isn't turn-based combat uh, it's still it's one of those that it still functions similarly to turn-based because of how the cooldowns and uh, the encounters work it's not random mm-hmm. encounters but obviously you run up to the enemies and you're put in the the battle arena mm-hmm. and then you fight them and then you know and then it carries on like that so it still has that kind of design philosophy to it but the fact that i'm in control of the character i'm running about i'm using my normal attacks and i'm triggering abilities and and triggering the ones with the party and all that and using them and chaining stuff together and all that that just fits way more with what i enjoy doing yeah. in these kind of games right if, if it had been turn-based i wouldn't have enjoyed it as much even though that's basically like a toggle <laughs> that at this point that they're switching and it's it's i, I suppose we could that's probably a whole show and trying to unpack yeah. the psychology behind <laughs> yeah. why why that makes any difference whatsoever, but it does. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, and that, that's why it's similar to Scarlet Nexus because it, it's it's quite similar and same combat and that it's real time. Uh, the difference being you're not transported to an encounter arena, but it it sort of like blocks off the area that you're in right. when you go into right. battle with enemies. Mm-hmm. And there's there's sort of differences but similarities, and I find that. I find it quite interesting comparing the two because they are from ostensibly the same studio mm. making mm. very similar games but are quite different in those kind of interesting ways. Interesting. Uh, I didn't know it was from the same same guys. Yeah. yeah. So I look forward to them releasing their next games in like six years probably yeah. <laughs> since they just released two. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Checking out for 12 years. Yeah. <laughs> Um, the next thing on your list I have no idea what it is this is something I've never heard of before it's an anime okay it's by Studio Trigger Uh, Mm. it's uh, quadruple S Dinazenon (laughs) I don't know how the I don't know the right way of saying that part of it it's Dinazenon it's part of there was an anime a few years ago called Gridman uh, with the, the four S's at the start in the same way uh, also by Trigger that I really enjoyed, and this is a sort, of, a sort of sequel and universe, but not, not quite because of how it works. It's weird. Basically, it's Mecha Kaiju. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's a good ass name, Gridman. I was thinking, is there a game, with a better name than the Gunk? Is there an anime with a better name than the Gridman? Like, no. I mean. Trigger is a very good studio. Yeah, it's really excellent. Uh, like the uh, Studio Trigger's animation is, you know, top notch. They're really good at it, and they even uh, did something called Star Wars: Colon Visions. Yeah, they were, they were part of that. I believe yeah. I watched Solerco about that last one of yes. the times I was on recently. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah so the very good animation, uh, but the, the the story of it is, you know, it's. It's in that same kind of vein as like, a, is it Ultraman? Is that the kind of eighties style? Yeah, yeah, Ultraman. Yeah, and they, they sort of led into like Power Rangers, where yep. you know the, the the big mech fights the giant kaiju, uh, and how their story interlinks and all that. But you know, these have slightly more, let's say, slightly more mature storylines through them that are a bit more. Obviously, 
like Power Rangers and that was barely cobbled together with a story. Uh, you know, by the nature of them repurposing the the action scenes from the Japanese shows and adding Western. That's why I into. always hated that show. <laughs> I mean, my, no, my younger you cousin loved it. Yeah. yeah, my younger cousin loved it. I couldn't flip and stand it. I was like, this is dumb. I, I loved Power dumb. Rangers back in the day. <laughs> oh. They had a bigger pyrotechnics budget than the British Army. <laughs> they, they, you know, without without any difficulty, because they exploded everything. It was great. Yeah. Everything exploded. They punched together. They explode. It's great. Yeah. No, but. <laughs> One of the things for for me that really stands out with uh, Dinozenon, the with the, the way the anim, yeah, the way they tell the story in the animation, and is the way the characters interact because you know it's kind of a group of strangers kind of thrown into this whole set, situation and and uh, trying to work out how to how to work as a team to work this stupid mech to fight these kaiju that they've right. never seen before in their lives, sort of thing. And what I like about it is it really captures some of the the awkwardness that you get, you know, because a, a lot like Marvel in particular are good at this. All of the the conversations really flow; they're very snappy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Someone says something, and then then the next person responds to that thing, and it goes back and forth, and it's quite snappy. And everyone's quite quite quick witted that way. And what I really like about Dinosaur is some of the silences between lines really hangs. <laughs> Ah, gotcha. So someone will say something, and you're waiting on the next person responding, and you're just it just hangs there for that a little bit, and you go, "I've had those conversations that are just that painful. I've been, I've been one of those people." And you're you're sitting there watching it, and because I I like the characters, and I want them to, you know, you know, because they're they're having those kind of like talking past one another sort of things where about their emotions or whatever the thing was that they're having a kind of disagreement about and you're just screaming at them going just say the thing just apologize just do it (laughs) stop just looking at them and just fucking say it and you're just it just captures that so beautifully i love it (laughs) sounds excruciating (laughs) it's it's so painful at times but i loved it i absolutely loved it because it's deliberate it's not like super awkward and cringy because it's bad it's all really well thought out the characters are really well developed and the conflicts and sort of miscommunications between them are very real okay uh, you know and it, that's why i liked it <laughs> because it is it's, it's terrible in so many ways because it's, <laughs> because it is painful but i absolutely loved it it was great that's sounds really me. sounds interesting it's like yeah, that, uh, that's you, what, oh, that's why I hate Power Rangers. <laughs> 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 yeah, let's go. No. Five minutes later, they're in the back, and it's just like, oh yeah. my god. Yeah, no. I, pro- I appreciate it more now, but having to watch it back then. Yeah. I mean, who, who was fucking strapping <laughs> you to a chair and forcing you to watch Power Rangers? <laughs> Literally, when I was with my cousin, there was nothing ah, else to watch. Family. Yeah. 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 Don't worry, I understand that pain. I have a like deep seated, almost irrational hatred of anyone that I saw on the Disney Channel when my sister was away. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So the, there's that there's that like seven or eight year kind of period in the sort of mm. uh, mid to late two thousands where like Zendaya, who's in uh, uh, the Spider Man films, the recent ones. Oh, she yeah. from Disney stuff. Yeah. So there's, yeah, there's people like her and quite a few of the other ones uh, that have 
Some of them have gone into acting, some have done yeah. music and blah, blah, blah. And I fucking hate Christina all of them. Christina Aguilera. <laughs> and it, oh, it's that's one old of... school. That's the OG Disney. <laughs> Justin Timberlake. These are the Disney Christina, Britney, and Justin were like the OG yeah. Disney Club. Disney uh, Club. Yeah. Oh, I have yeah. no idea about them. But you're yeah. saying about like... Uh, it's, uh, it's that specific era when my sister was watching it when she was yeah. into yeah. all those shows. And any of the people that I saw in those on a regular basis, yeah. I have that just deep-seated irrational visceral fucking hatred for this <laughs> nothing to do with them that they, they were just doing their thing making their money and doing living their lives mm-hmm. and i but, fucking yeah, hate yeah. them for no reason because i was forced <laughs> to see their stupid things and yeah, listen to sense. their damn songs <laughs> let's uh, let's move on from hate and let's get back to love pure love disney club <laughs> Top the first the number one number oh, one number one this is the only Drum one this is the only one that is definitely in order. It is definitely my number one. And I suppose technically it's not actually out because it's an early access. But it <laughs> launched an early access this year. So okay. I'll take that. It's Power Wash Simulator. Oh. Because yeah, I saw is... this and I was like, is his list back- backwards or something? <laughs> no. Going? <laughs> no, no, no. This, ten that... <laughs> yeah, no, this is, this is absolutely top of my list for the year because it's brilliant um, it's so chill it's so perfect in every way because it, it, it so I, I tried to play lawnmower simulator that's uh, so boring i tried to play that as well on Game Pass i, I like, didn't make it past the initial try out some lawnmowers yeah. and you get three to try and i tried i did try all three it took me about 20 minutes half an hour and I was miserable by the end of it Same. because it, it has no, it has it has the simulator part of that nailed, but it's not fun. Whereas yeah. Parallel Simulator ha- has the fun that that mm. lacks completely, and that's where you go. You can't just take any old simulator and Agree. And, Agree. and and yeah. have it be a success. I'm sure there's plenty of people who do like. One more saying, like, I'm not I, one I of think them. a lot of people were like complaining about it because it's like you can't clip the flowers with like a, a baby scissors, and those are the sort of people playing these games, usually. yeah, like, right? Hardcore, oh, it's <laughs> not simulator enough for them, yeah, oh, yeah. God. but it's God just boring it. anyway. It's like maybe Mermaid Thorns yeah. is just boring. I, I don't, I don't know who the developers are for Lawnmower Simulator, but I think Power Wash Simulator really succeeds in part because yeah, you know, the, the developers are British and they have that kind of that kind of we, we know how to be boring yeah it, it's serious <laughs> but it has that fun element to it right. it, it, it knows 100% that it's ridiculous we know how to put sugar in a cup of tea basically. they've made a game yeah. about power washing stuff it's, it's utterly ridiculous as a concept. It's it's so silly. But you can do it seriously and still have fun by by 100% just taking on board the fact that it's ridiculous. Yeah. So you're, you're, you're power washing away about stuff and you get the wee text messages from people you know, like you're doing the jobs for and stuff like that as you're going through it. And they're just talking utter bollocks about all sorts of weird shit. Like, there's one of them where, like, there's this sort of, like, through-line story thread through some of the, the career mode kind of missions as you're going through them, and a cat goes missing. And then one of the firemen in the town just goes looking for the cat 
up the volcano for some reason. Because <laughs> there's a volcano in the, nearby the town for some reason. And so you just get these messages. Oh, I think I spotted them near the lava. I'll just go a bit closer. <laughs> you know, and then like the next job you get is oh yeah i'm so glad that you know you have to clean the helicopter now because uh we had to go take it to rescue him because he thought that some molten rocks was a cat for something you know, you know it has those sort of weird and ridiculous kind of plot points to them well nice. well you're just in this weirdly dirty town uh power washing vans and the mayor's house gets egged for whatever reason, because he's the mayor, probably, uh, you know, and or the skate park, you know, or our tree house, or whatever. And yeah. it, 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 it's perfect. It's such a beautifully chill out game. Yeah, because um, I thought it was uh, made by like you know, same kind of people who do like House Flipper or Euro Truck. Yeah, like but it's not. Oh, and it's a, it's a wee indie developer. It's a Future Lab, and they yeah. do Velocity. Hexor, which is the one on the Vita. Really, really fun games. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I didn't know it was like more... Because those other games are like more self-serious and, you know... Yeah. It's one of those, because again, they, they take the... Again, it's the right balance of... They take the power washing part of it seriously. They've gotten... They had to build tools so that they could spray on the different layers of dirt, <laughs> you know, the different yeah. types. Because you you have like surface level dirt, and you have like the really ingrained like rust and metal and and bird poo. <laughs> you know, they take sort of those details seriously of getting the gameplay of it right, so that it feels satisfying to clean stuff. But it, they have that sort of really comical, very cartoonish kind of overworld and characters that come through in it and the designs that. It just it works perfectly, and they've added multiplayer to it. That's that was, uh, that was in the last update. So now you can power wash with your friends. It's gonna be great. I'm <laughs> brilliant. Okay, yeah. it's, it's only like fifteen pounds or something like that. It's, it's it's beautiful. It's perfect. I absolutely recommend. It's one of the best. It's the best game of the year. <laughs> it's not even out. <laughs> it's and it's probably the best beautiful. game that Square Enix have published in probably about five yeah. years. It's a Square Enix published game. Yeah, they, yeah, they picked it up after. Thing. Yeah. Yeah, they, they picked it up after it went into uh, oh, early yeah. access, if I remember right. Okay. Well, yeah, I mean, it's no I, quiet, man. But, you know, it's, uh... <laughs> I mean, it, it's not as self-serious as Lawnmower Simulator, but it's, <laughs> it's absolutely perfect. I love it. Yes. Good. Totally worth playing. You, you sold me on this. Well, uh, I, 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 I'm definitely going to look into it as well. Yeah. I, I think I, I actually just checked, and I have some copy of an earlier build of it installed on my computer but I don't oh, own it on Steam. They have the Next.io uh, demo before yeah, before, before it went on to Early Access because mm, they, yeah. that was that was one of the things that they put together for it's changed an awful lot since yeah. the demo but the, the demo gives you the, the idea of how it works. The flavor. Uh, yeah. Can I plug like a light gun? <laughs> <laughs> My PC and play this game because if I can, uh, so I, Lucy, what screen I do you not know? This is a light gun. Light guns only work. <laughs> no, 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 but you could use. What do they do on IR? What do you mean? Like, like light guns Wait, don't like, work on modern televisions. Well, no, no, because <laughs> you, you use like an infrared light gun on your Maybe? PC. I mean. To this sounds like yeah. All right. 
I bought Typing of the Dead recently. Yeah, let's not. <laughs> but do you know what? I think my CPU's not hot enough. <laughs> Infrared scan it until it goes so I can... Could I yeah. hook up my Wii U's uh, infrared <laughs> in <laughs> 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 Let's not worry about this now. I have absolutely no idea. I, I know a lot of people are asking uh, for it in VR. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Lucy, I'm on it. I'll figure something stupid yes, for yes, you to yes. try. We'll, we'll, follow up. we'll follow up with this in some hacked kind of way. Yeah. Uh, um, and Definitely worth it. Steam Early Access buy it. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Be- best 20 quid you'll ever spend. On tomorrow, so hopefully maybe right. it'll be on sale. Maybe. Uh, maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Mm. I don't have nice. any insider information on that. <laughs> <laughs> Talk but... to you, Square, please. Yeah. A nice way <laughs> to finish out on. <laughs> a positive, a positive uh, game to end the year on, which is brilliant. That's great. Uh, yeah, thank you, Adam, for sharing your top 10 with us. It's top 10. Yes, top, top 10. 10. It's your top 10. Yeah. Uh, brilliant. Let's jump back into uh, our beers uh, to finish out our episode this week. Um, I am, be very swift, I'm going to pick the uncertainty principle uh, um, more on the fact that I would have picked it up straight away again to drink. You know, if I had two cans sat here, it would have been very easy to roll straight into that second can. Lovely flavour, that lovely banana bread, a little bit of toffee, that that, that nice spice at the end leading into that sort of very, very light bitterness. Really, really nice beer. The MMXX is lovely as well, but it's so big and so boozy that kind of one can is enough. Mm, It it feels like the kind of beer, even though it's only 10%, it's not sort of like, you know, you're not edging towards your 12, your 14% barley wines. It's only 10%. But it definitely feels like a beer that would have been better shared, um, you know, right, with yeah, yeah. with someone. Uh, um, so it's the uncertainty principle from Good Chemistry Brewing for me this week. Uh, Adol, um, do you have a preference? I do, but only a slight one. And mm-hmm. I think it's, it's as long the same lines of, as you. As surprisingly, I would go for the four pure Uma step again. Yeah. It was just light enough as a stout. It's like, a, I mean, if you can call it a sessionable at 5% stout, it just had more, slightly more going on for it um, in the sense of I would want it to keep pursuing it. The uh, citra, aromatic citra pale ale from Untapped um, was good. It was clean. It's it's mm. also the wrong time of year, I guess, is the other thing. Like, late night, it's been cold day. I'm not looking for a very clean citra single hop with nice long bitter finish very good beer but i would I, today i would want another one of the four beers peer, sure. and that's the only reason yeah. both uh, both very good beers um and this makes me more excited to look for more untapped beers mm-hmm. possibly looking them up on untapped <laughs> good uh, lucy do you have a preference this week uh yeah like a deal is i mean one's gonna edge out the other the salt the uh, imperial brown ale that was um, it was disappointing like you know getting a bit of that roasty dark malty flavour on like the end of the taste and in the nose but why more from like you know the main taste and a bit more body to it Um, so yeah overall overall that was quite underwhelming Um, as I say the Amundsen the um, what was it called again does it have a name? 
And I, I don't think you gave uh, Okay, name, that's probably you? why. No, I didn't. That's probably why I bought it. It's called Pimp Stack. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, bird lead there. Yeah, the, um, you know, the P-I-M-P uh, stack. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, just held up a copy of 50 Cent Blood on the Sand, sand. Uh, <laughs> which is very good, and uh, my project over the winter <laughs> to finish that game. Anyway, uh, the, the pimp stack, um, yeah, it's probably not the, the, the kind of beer that I'd usually go for, like mm-hmm. very... <sighs> A is sour. Maybe I've gone off sours nowadays. And B, something that's like very... Oh, we're going to throw all these words into it and all these different flavours and make it, you know, taste like this. And to be fair, it it, 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 it smelled like a blueberry muffin and, you know, definitely, you know, carried through some of that on the taste. So, But overall, it's like it wasn't a bad beer. I think maybe mm-hmm. just the, the, the naming and the, the kind of like, you know kind of like okay we can do this and it's like yeah sure but should you <laughs> like, uh maybe maybe the, the if if they just call this like oh we're gonna make like a uh creek and just put creek on the bottle and or can and just be like that it's just like okay cool it tastes it tastes like a good beer uh, overall it's a good beer so yeah um the nomenclature aside and the you know the style or whatever it, it's still a, it, it was still the easy drinking beer and like full of fruity flavor and not too sour and yeah it was it was it was good easy drinking i think this week bit of a bit of a downer on last week with the mammoth which was a very good mm-hmm. beer despite yeah, yeah. looking very horrible but um <laughs> yeah this week i'm gonna be drunk all over christmas because what else is there to do so you know uh these are the two that are just like Get these out of the way. Just, you know. That's fair. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not that you lot are any lesser than the experience I'm going to have watching my Game of the Year podcast on Christmas Day because I ain't going nowhere with Omicron. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. But, but, you know. know. That's fair. No, absolutely. um, I think, (laughs) good job with an episode next week when my beers aren't so disappointing. (laughs) (laughs) Um, which, uh, dear listener, you can tune into. Obviously, uh, we're having a week off, but our episode, our end of year show with our favourite games, um, is going to be up next week. Uh, um, so you will still have an episode uh, to tune into this week. Though they have been the beers, they have been the games that we have been playing, and Adam's top ten for the year. Thank you very much for joining us. If you want to talk to us about the beers or the games. That you've been playing, you can do so on the socials at Tactical Cast. We are out of lives and go to outoflives.net to see lots of other stuff that we uh, put up. Adam, uh, you're a regular sort of writer on the site and put up loads of stuff. Lucy, you've been putting up reviews and things. Adol, you can see lots of his first looks streams up on the site as well, as well as seeing our beautiful faces and the beers that we drink on the video version of the podcast. If you're not over on the YouTube or you're not on the Twitch watching us live each and every week. Uh, we are out of lives net or network almost everywhere. I'm at over underscore 47. Adler's at the Omniarch. Lucy is Juicy Lucy 9. Adam is apt snack. 
Give us a shout. Let us know if you want to play Chivalry 2 with these people uh, or, or any other games that we should be looking out for. Any other beers? Can Why, Cheryl? Be kill you in Battle Royale. <laughs> Murder you. Yeah, any oh. of the games that we've been talking yeah. about. If you want to shout and play them with us, you know, just just, just drop us a line. Uh, but for another week, we've been tanked up. Goodbye. Happy Bye. New Year. Bye. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, God, that was the next oh, week. I mean, I, I, the, I, the, next oh. next week's episode. I think we got to the end of like three and a bit hours. I'm like, yeah, bye, thanks. <laughs> so yes, get Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, have a lovely time. We'll catch yeah, you again, everyone. Mm, All right. Stay indoors. Play games. <laughs> Play games. Don't spread COVID. Practice your washing, power washing. Get rid of all those viruses and nasty stuff. Yeah. <laughs> www.outoflives.net